Check, check, one, two. Check, check, mic, check, one, two. Sneaky in the house. We're good, we're good. We're going live with my man Sneaky. What's up? What's up? You know, it's like getting off to a bad start when your lighter fucking goes out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, so lots of things to talk about. There's a lot of... uh a lot of things that we want to go over, <coughs> but to start it off, I kind of want to, you know, it's been a long time coming. I've been getting at you for quite a while now, like, hey, Sneaky, come on the podcast, come on the podcast, and I know you're a busy man, and you actually, you run a podcast yourself. Yeah, which is in hiatus yeah. right now, but yeah. yeah, and you're not the only one, man, like, yeah. I start a lot of these conversations off with like, oh, I've been trying to get you on the pod for a minute, and I always feel bad, because it's like, dude, I, it's not that I'm fucking, it's not that I'm dissing you, you know, it's just... Yeah. No, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. like, you know, we're all uh, individuals trying to, you know, get things done and trying to do the most for our community and trying to do the most for the people that we engage with and stuff. And like on a more primitive level, just survive, right? Like, oh, yeah, I live sure. off yeah, a yeah. lot of the shit that I do. It's like paying bills and buying food and keeping my car running and all that shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> though, tell me about the car running, man. Man. No, yeah, but hey, hey I welcome you here and, you know... Welcome Thank to you. the studio. Thanks for having me. I like your setup. Yeah. We've been doing a, a little bit. We got some new things coming. So it's, um, it's very like a, a creative space, you know. Like yeah. I walk in, and it's like, oh, you create here. We got turntables, got fucking electric drum set, bass. It's yeah, very, like a, the energy in here is very like creative. You know, I like that. Yeah, that's what we're trying to go for a little bit. We <laughs> want we want um, for different medias, different different opportunities for creators, and you know. We can have a live stream with, say, a DJ set. Or people have, making yeah. beats and shit. Yeah, that would be dope. I like your fucking camera rig, too. You made this yourself, huh? Yeah, it's made out of a <laughs> leftover TV wall mount parts. I could tell, but hey, dog. Ingenuity, bro. Like, fucking... What, what's the quote? Necessity is the mother of invention, right? Absolutely. All right, let me see who just tagged into my... Oh, what's up, Theo Lennon? How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, we getting it. Camo, 211 in the house. There you go. Sorry, I'm be giving out shout outs. I'm on Instagram live. If anybody wants to see the stream, at official sneaky, go check it out. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, this this is not live though. Oh, fuck, I'm so used to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're live. We're live right now. Yeah. So this is going directly to YouTube. People can. Oh, just so go. people could go to yep, YouTube yeah. right now and watch this. YouTube.com/slash DJ Occult. YouTube.com/slash DJ Occult. I guess we are live. I we're guess live. Go, go there too. If if you're on the official sneaky stream, you want to check out the occult stream. Go to the yeah. fucking YouTube. Dope. I had no idea. Thanks for the heads yeah, up. No, no worries. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did say live stream, right? You did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I'm, it's it's early. It is early. I didn't man. smoke my weed when you told me that. I wasn't ready. You know. Now yeah. I now I know what's it's going on. It's the end of the weekend. You know. Hey, yeah, what I, what'd you had going on this weekend? Uh, this past weekend, shit. Villain Park listening party on Friday. Uh. Then Saturday, Golden Road Brunch, 11 to 3. And then Saturday night, uh, went to a Left Method after hours to support, you know, Higher Ground Promo family. Shout out fucking Higher Ground Promo, Left Method. Did a dope-ass after hours event. And then Sunday, I went to bed like at 4. Had to wake up and be at Golden Road again at 11. <laughs> did that shit 11 to 3. Then I went to, uh, on Sunday, I went to Latina Fest. And then I ended my night at Novocaine Bar. Uh, met up with like a woman empowerment circle fit and fearless i hope i'm not fucking that up yeah and then uh 
Went That's home, tight. called yeah. it a night. Dude, I was so tired. And my girl was like, come to downtown LA. And I was like, I can't. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, I got to be up in the morning and like aware so I could do this podcast and yeah, not, yeah. not be all like, I'm hungover, bro. I'm sorry that I suck right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and people don't understand the struggle, man. Like, of a, like, some, some people, creators and, you know, what, what would you call them? Uh, influencers of the area and from all over the place entrepreneurs you know, entrepreneurs you know, fucking creatives people, yeah, yeah yeah people do stuff man you know it takes a lot of work and effort and people people everywhere are doing stuff you and, know and i feel like the more you do the more people you run into who are doing a lot so now my circle is just a bunch of people who are doing a bunch of shit so yeah, like yeah whenever we get a chance to like go support a whole like I hadn't been to a left method. I've been working with the Higher Ground promo for like almost a year now, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. Hadn't been to one of the left method events. You know, we're constantly helping each other out, boosting, like, you know, like helping promote, but never had a chance to make it out. So, you know, had a Saturday night off. I was like, fuck it. Like, we went with the squad, you know, Face, Barlos, Jelani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we never get a chance to do that. You know, because we're always so busy. So when we get a moment like that, I try to take advantage. And it's the same shit. Like, everybody in my circle who can't always show up to my stuff is because, like, I know they're out there hustling, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Natural born hustlers, man. That's how we grew up. That's how that's how we do it out here, man. But it, it's so crazy to, um, uh, to see the evolution of what Southeast L.A. has Ooh. become. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so- Southeast L.A. is just... Uh, from the time that we started doing this to the time that to, to now, you know, it, it's, right. it life used, is crazy. It yeah. used to be just the Allen Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was Compton House Parties, Compton Linwood House Parties. Yeah, yeah. And, and then after it, it was, got shut down, yeah. yeah. And then it was like Alivio <laughs> Open Mic. And now it's like Sella Arts Festival, yeah, Speak yeah, Easy, yeah. Alivio. Like, you know, it's just, I remember being in San Diego when I went to school over there and seeing all the shit happening over here yeah that people were doing over here and i totally felt like i was missing out on something you know and uh so how long were you uh down in san diego for uh 2013 to 2017 so like four years four years four and a half years that's a long time to spend in a place no yeah Mm. dude and not only that like to leave that was like the first time i could legit say like i left my home and i went somewhere where like people didn't know me and i had no reputation yeah i wasn't people didn't recognize me when i was walking in the streets you know and it was totally humbling experience and definitely I mean, I say this shit all the time. UC San Diego definitely changed me, and it made me the person I am today. And if I had not gone there, I don't think I'd be doing everything that I'm doing at the level that I'm doing it at right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, in your early twenties, it's very very important for most people to to go out there and experience uh, some a new environment. I mean, you you did the same thing, right? You did the same thing. Where'd you go again? I just took off. I just went to San Francisco. Yeah, and you opened yeah. up a bike shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking fire, dog. Yeah, yeah people don't do that shit. Yeah, I had one down here. I just figured, hey, I want to try something new, go to a new city where I don't know people, where people seem to be doing what I want to do, you know? And They I have just, a heavy uh, bike community yeah. up there. Yeah, it's a lot of biking out there. There's a lot of... Uh, it's like safer, uh, right? The roads, infrastructure. Yeah, There's absolutely. more bike infrastructure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's a... It's a uh, the, you could say the west coast bike hub you know of this country so like that area is like heavy on bikes where la you know more people drive out here more people are fucking doing this and that so i feel it i feel it 
people uh they want me to type in the um website real quick so it's oh, yeah, youtube yeah, yeah. youtube.com dot com slash dj occult yeah o c c u l t u l t just like that no spaces nothing my a- my homie Abe wants to see my titty here you go papa oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. sorry bro i'm a freak damn yeah, i'm catering out here i'm pandering to my group right now my bad no you're good you're good this is what it's about so yeah, do I remember being over there and just thinking like, "Fuck, like, I need to go back to HP. Like, I need to, yeah. I need to, like, that's my community. I see people in my network fucking doing shit out there. Like, I can go back there and make an impact. So like, that's what I did. Quit my job. Yeah, that's fucking back. rad, bro. Um, and you know, <coughs> it teaches you how to engage new circles of people, and that's something that I learned as well. Like, when, when people, I, I'm sure you noticed this that from people growing up in South LA they'll form kind of like a circle of like friends you know like a like a small a click a, a click, click like a little crew yeah yeah and then, and then that'd gets, be their group it forever. gets difficult for new people to integrate into this group but it also gets difficult for them to leave the group if they ever so wish so like it kind of is limiting to their life experience you know yeah and, no i i can i understand what you're saying because me and my friends like intentionally go out and find new people to add to our group you know because oh, yeah, we're constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. like yo like we love our, you know, like we have we have a very tight group of friends, right? I have a my original circle of some homies that I went to high school with, you know, and little by little, like it would have been really easy to just keep it yeah, us three, yeah, yeah. us four, us five, or whatever. But you know, over time, like especially me, like us being in a band and then me being a DJ and events, like you, you're constantly meeting new people, and it's hard not to find dope people that you're like, yo, like I want you to be my homie, you know, like I want you to be that's right that's in my right. circle, bring your energy bring your ideas bring your comedy you know bring your personality and like let's make this shit more fun you know so yeah the more the merrier that's something i live by you know like everything i do sometimes like my girlfriend will get mad like what we're not trying to do all this with all these people and i'm like well, why not you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know sometimes that happens that happens to you often i mean it, it goes both ways right sometimes it's like i don't want any strangers here you know i want this to be like intimate where like i know everybody i want it to be just homies and other times it's like yo man i want this shit to be as wild popping off like yeah tell your friend to bring a friend to bring a cousin's step brother's mother's son you know i don't know what the fuck yeah, yeah no. place and time place and time yeah man but uh i think the biggest part about that trying to like meet new people and grow is just like realizing that people don't know you you know, like you walk into a situation as a fully formed human being and you expect kind of people to like know who you are and stuff. And it's like you got to like you kind of have to show people, you know, you got to communicate. You got to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, th- that's what I find interesting about uh, the event that we do at the Redwood, because um, at the Redwood room, there's so many different people coming through, you know, and it's just always people with different skill sets different characters different mindsets different philosophies ideologies and the more people you get in a place that do different that think differently the more diversity there is in the thought so you're gonna you live life better to know more about different shit you know what i mean oh yeah hell yeah especially like when you got rappers like uh echo echo fucking will come and rap about some like metaphysical like fucking futuristic ass shit you know technology data you know all this like spiritual esoteric shit and it's just like oh fuck like this is a whole other perspective right and then you'll have someone like homie from guatemala just fucking spitting some shit that i didn't really you contra. Know, yeah contra 
Yeah, that fool's rad. Shout out to Contra. That dude, he's rocking it, man. He's doing his shit out there. He's fucking dope, dude. Mm. Uh, and that's like another thing is like I, I realized recently like I was going through old photos and old. you sent me some videos, you know, like yeah, yeah. we've had like you talk about where South, Southeast LA is now, right? Like just in the last two years that speakeasy has been going on, we've had people from like Minnesota, Indiana, Canada, Guatemala, all like all these people from all over, you know, San Diego, fucking Oakland, like just come and rock in Southeast LA, you know? Yeah. yeah and that definitely. to me is like, that's incredible. Like, cause yeah. Uh, to be honest for an event put together, you know, largely by you, like, whereas most of the effort is coming from you. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, it's pretty an incredible feat to think about something like that, you know? Just one of the reasons why I participate in it and why I wasn't even checking you out before I came back from San Francisco. I was still up there and I was already telling people like, hey, yo, I might come down or, you know, we should do something or whatever, you know? Right. So, I think uh, we had a conversation. You're yeah. like, I'm going to come back and start a podcast and build a studio. Are you down? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and they look at this shit. <laughs> and now fucking, it's here. Now it's we're here, in it. It's yeah. here. It's happening, bro. Hell yeah, man. Hey, um, it's a good beginning for us at the studio. So, um. You know, we're trying to establish, like, something pretty dope. And I know you're all about the community. Right. And you're all about um, bringing that experience to the community, kind of, you know, getting people to change their mindset a little bit about the hood and <laughs> what the hood is. And well, seriously, like, the Redwood Room, right? Like, that was a place, like, again, if you go back two, three years, like, you would walk in there on a Friday night and you wouldn't see any of the people that you see there now, you know? And I literally had people tell me, like, yo, man, I never used to come to this bar. But, like, now that I know, like, you know, all the, they've been making changes and cleaning it up, upgrading. Like, now people are like, yo, I could just walk here, you know. And I used, they used to be able to walk to that bar and not even want to go there. And now it's, like, their spot because it's, like, what we've been yeah, able to do there, just the energy we put in and the business we've been able to bring has already transformed the space, you know. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty crazy, transforming, like, a space that was otherwise kind of, being wasted not being used properly yeah or just like not being appreciated not being appreciated and that's what yeah. happened when i talked to the manager she's like yo like you know we we had all these regulars and that's kind of like how our bar survived and now our regulars are like old retired you know they're passing away they're you know they're not able to drink anymore for health reasons and like our bar is literally like we need new customers we need new blood fresh young and like what can we do you know so like Right away, added an IPA menu, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right away, you want young people? Like, you know, get some stronger beers in here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have IPAs. <laughs> yeah, craft, yeah. you know, like, just variety. Um, started throwing a monthly hip-hop show there, promoting it, like, creating videos, asking yeah. you to take photos, you know, showing the space in this way, like, lights, you know, dim, full, filled with young, diverse crowd, awesome entertainment, and then the people's perception change of the space, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. now they have people reaching out, promoters are book, trying to book them every week, you know? They, they have a whole new influx of, like, they're throwing shows there constantly with, like, young bands and young promoters who, like, never even knew the Redwood could be a space like that, yeah. you know? That's a, see, that's a, the eye that it takes to do this, to, to play this game, is you have to look at something not for the value that people have assigned to it, but for its potential value. You know, you see something, you're like, oh, well, I see some potential there, you know? 
Like I could reach out and then what you see with your eyes, you make it a reality. You know what I mean? Definitely, bro. Yeah, so and I and think sometimes mm -hmm. it's crazy and people don't believe it's gonna you know? They yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I, I had so many people tell me like, Why do you throw shows in that shitty bar? Like, you know, like smells like piss and the regulars are like these old creepy dudes who are like harassing the women and you know, like we do our best to and it's like if when when we bring enough of our crowd that shit doesn't happen, you know, because our people, you know, are more respectful of the space and they're more respectful of the women. And the fact that there's more bodies make like the regulars uncomfortable to act out that way. Because, you yeah. know, like for a minute in the early days, like it was a clash because they like feel like they were losing their bar, you know. Yeah. But also <clears throat> like with anything, if you're doing a transition that's like, you know, it's drastically different. Of course, what's going to happen uh there's gonna be some minor like you know bumps down the road, but right, right. but that's just an effect of making some different shit happen, you know. But then you mm. see all the positive effects, exactly, you know, like yeah. they have new lights, string lights outside. All the banners are upgraded. All the chairs have been reupholstered. You know, like the beers and can continue to expand. Like the bar cleans up. Like it's like you know now that there's it's a viable business again and there's like an influx of customers and there's new customers and there's like a steady flow of clientele. Like the owner feels like he can invest more and make it, you know, and build it up for the folks that are there now. You know? Oh yeah. See, that's dope. Yeah. See that, that I kind of apply the same uh, mindset of converting spaces that would be otherwise looked over, you know, right. And trying to turn them into something. That's the whole idea behind the first bike shop. I, like we had a lot of parties there and, we try to connect with the community. We did skate park competitions, bike races, and things like this, right? Right, right, and right. Then, and yeah, you added your like event yeah, yeah, skills yeah. to your bike shop. Exactly, so it wasn't yeah. just the bike shop. It was no, like it was a chill spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the it was the spot for Linwood for a little while until you know it just went kind of like uh, you know the, for several reasons I decided to sell it and go to San Francisco. But as we all know, like the hood, it can be crazy sometimes too. You know what I mean? Like, no, as, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like you take a bunch of people who, like, n you know, have been disenfranchised and never really had anything nice. And, like, you know, you give that, you, you, you know, you give us something and we don't always know what to do with it, right? Like, it's exactly right. Like, yeah. the Allen Theater, it, like, almost every, almost any venue, any bar, any lot, any warehouse that we used to rock, like, you know, like, we took advantage of those spaces. We didn't really For think sure. sustainable, you know? Like, and that's like something that I try to think now, like, don't oversaturate you know don't 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 take advantage don't don't use a location and like burn it out to the point where like it's not even a viable source of like anything because yeah. it's played out or it's not like you know it's it loses its 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 mystique and it's like majesticness you know oh absolutely yeah i think yeah that's that's an important a point that uh, a problem with the early 2000s uh parties that we threw like for the most part we were exactly doing that to yeah. every fucking spot. Like, For sure. Every spot we rolled up to, we just, like, overdid it to the max power. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, next thing you know, we couldn't go back there. Right. We ran out of spots eventually, exactly. you know? Yeah, that was a big problem in the late 2000s era. And, like, yeah. we were there to learn from those mistakes, you know? And How now I have all that knowledge, and I'm, like, applying it in a way that, you know? That's why I have multiple spots, and I try, I'm always looking for, like, new things that I can do in a way that's like new and interesting so that not every event because if okay i i live off this right right now i'm djing like three to five times a week 
and I'm always like picking up one-offs, right? So if you're doing three to five exactly the same events, vibes, like a week, like how is that sustainable, you know? Like how, yeah, why, why are people going to come and see it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, timing, you know, is key. You got to have the right timing. You got to be precise about like how you plan and how you coordinate people's you're actually you're you're managing people's off time you know what i mean like you're managing what people are doing when they decide to be chilling right you know what i mean yeah that's difficult because most people they want to do whatever they want to do when they're fucking chilling you know and i mean like that's almost why it's a vibe it's an ambiente you know it's like an environment like we're creating a it's an energy in the air you know so that like yeah you don't when you when you I, I want well at least this is what I'm trying to curate. It's not perfect yet. I've only been doing this like really hard for two years at at this new level and this new venture, right? So I don't have it all figured out yet. But what I'm trying to like really implement is that like when you go to a sneaky event, it's not necessarily about the music or what's gonna be playing or who's gonna be there. It's how you're gonna feel when you're there. Does that make uh, sense? For sure. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Don't really connect it to, like, the theme, but more connected to the fact that, like, oh, if Sneaky's thrown in, it's going to be there. Like, I don't know. Whoever he booked, they're going to be dope because he only books dope fools. And whoever, like, rocks, it's going to be dope because, yeah, or, like, whatever the vibe is going to be, it's going to feel tight. Like, Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Man, but <laughs> isn't it also crazy, like, how we can still, like, think of different things to do and think of, uh, like, new strategies? Even though we've been doing this for, like, kind of a long while, you know? Like, how long have you been uh, DJing for and doing the whole the I whole mean, game? DJing since 07, yeah, 08. See, we've been doing this for, like, yeah, for playing, a decade. Mu- playing music and throwing shows and promoting since I was 14, since freshman year. So that's, like, what, 03, 04? Yeah, yeah. And then my brother was always in a band since he was, like, 12. So I've been... Are, been, are you the youngest? I'm the youngest, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just me and him. So uh, yeah, and so, okay. But so so like, you I saw think, someone kind of try and do something like that before? Like dude, the I, band and all that? I was like fucking 10, 11, 12 years old, and I was going to the Roxy and going to the Whiskey and going to the Knitting Factory and like That's seeing dope. like crazy mosh pits. Like my brother took me to like my first Foo Fighters concert, took me to my first Coachella. You know, I got to see Rage and Mano Chao and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Paul Van Dyke in New yeah. York. You know, just changed my whole fucking life. That was 07. Coachella just changed my whole, like, my first festival, you know. And I realized, like, there's a whole, there's a whole organism, like a whole community, a whole, a whole ecosystem. There's a whole economy <laughs> built on music and experiences, you know. And I think that's that was really one of, like, the first things that opened my eyes to, like, okay, I'm in a band and I play shows, but like this DJ thing or like actually getting more into like parties is like a whole experience, you know? And like you bring photographers, you bring, you bring kegs, you bring other illicit substances, you have Mm -hmm. projections, you know, like you have fucking dancers and spitting fire, like, and just like, it could be a whole big, like bigger than just a show, you know, bigger than just like people playing music, like a whole experience. And that yeah, was, I think yeah. that kind of shaped my path, you know. So, definitely, been music's been like in my life basically forever, and I've been trying to do this shit and trying to make it like trying to figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, for Probably. sure, dude. <laughs> I think the uh, like one way to look at it for us, like 
you can I guess you could just say there's different kind of DJs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Like they're. I mean, sometimes I don't even feel like a DJ because I see what like homies Ethos and other peeps like that are high level. What they could do with like scratching and turntablism. Like, I have no skill. Like, I'm really trying to like get into that and learn. But that's like a whole another skill. Like, that's like practicing an instrument. You know, that's like it's like you really got it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like I don't have that level of discipline or understanding yet. So I don't even feel like a DJ sometimes. Sometimes I just feel like I just I just know what good music is and the like the right time to play it. Like, you know, and I could beat match. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean I've heard you play before. I think you play pretty well. So just, <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank but you, uh it. um, you know, DJing so so you kinda like are you focused more on the rapping right now? Is that kinda where you're uh honestly dude like, like and it, not not in terms of like where you're spending your time at like because this is what you do for work so so let's say what do you do for fun like do you i i'm honestly dude like i'm so uh i hate i hate to say this right now but i'll just admit it you know just for like transparency and honesty like i'm just trying to get paid right now like i have a lot of student debt i got a lot of credit card debt that it took me to like start this business um i'm trying to like upgrade as well and like get myself equipment and gear and a company vehicle so there's a lot of goals that i have that require funds right now and so i'm just like i'm cha- i'm in a paper chase right now you know and i i hate it because like i wish i could just be like all art and i love the fucking music and i do i mean don't get me wrong like yeah i just performed Stella arts festival and i got to rock you know 15 minutes and that shit was incredible like the the reaction I got from the crowd and just being on stage and I mean you were backing me up you recorded some footage you were there you saw it like yeah, yeah I'm pretty yeah, sure you felt yeah. it so like I love this shit but um honestly like DJing right now is really paying the bills and so I'm really trying to like level up as a DJ um and that just happens to be what my work is so that's kind of what so when I'm not doing that I'm just trying to like chill out, listen to podcasts, fucking lay around, you know. Yeah, yeah, eat, yeah. Take eat, a break. Eat, eat bomb food, smoke eat good bomb weed, food, you know. Like, <laughs> go drink oh, beers. I feel that. Yeah. I'm always out anyway for my job. So like, when I'm, my idea of having fun is like not having to do anything and being able to just lay around, you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe no, for sure. maybe hit up a festival, you know, dance, you know, dance, fucking sweat it out, something like you know, something therapeutic that has to do with like where I don't really have to like think about anything. Yeah, dude, thinking takes a lot. It like, takes up a lot of brain power. That motherfucker, like yeah, trying dude. to figure things out. Try to turn yeah. this shit off, you know, and just be like, "There you go." Sunday sessions, Grand Park, you know. Catch me at Dream State. You were at the Sunday sessions. Yeah, the last one was the last one was cracking, dog. Last one was cracking. That shit was fire. I, was, I had a great Heck time. Yeah. I had a great fucking time. Yeah, man. It's just it's pretty crazy. Like, all the things going on. Like, that's another group of people that I know that are doing things like that and having events at at the park. And Who do you know? Yeah. So, there's uh, a few guys that I do sound and lighting for. Um, and we're going to start doing some lighting for an event coming up. Yeah, so. Yeah, check that out. Um, yeah, I'll, connect me, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a line for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of things, man, it's summer, you know what I mean? Summer's coming to an end, it's though, summer. man. I actually just found out that the Golden Road Brunch is actually going to be, kind of, my DJing there is going to stop at the end of September, because, like, basically, summer's done. Summer's yeah. done. 
So, Damn. hey, if anybody's trying to come out and catch me at Golden Road, if you've been saying you're going to come and you've been saying you're going to catch my set, make sure to do it uh, in September because after that, it's going to be only uh, special events, uh, hip-hops leading up uh, events to hip-hops and uh, just like uh, one-offs and shit. So my residency at Golden Road is going to end. So if anybody's trying to come out, Saturday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m., you have that on yeah. here? Uh, no. No, you don't have it on here. No, because they never provided me flyers and stuff, so I could never uh, put it up. For sure. But if you just click the events, just like click it, yeah, bam, my other residency should be there. Go down. Yeah, so I do Novocaine on Tuesdays. On Thursdays, I'm at Border X, and then I was hoping they're gonna give me a flyer that would say Saturday and Sunday, Golden Road, but that should never happen. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, things end, new things begin, so. You know, I kind of freaked out at first just because it's income, you know. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I think it's a good thing because that shit takes a lot of time and a lot, it's a lot of commitment. And I get I have to miss out on other opportunities to yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, with that freeing up, I'll be, go back into acquisition mode and I'll be able to actually find a bunch of, like, new and interesting things to do that can probably, like, lead to bigger and better opportunities, which is what I'm always looking for, you know. That's cool, yeah. See, for me, I think uh, well, one of the things that's kind of different for me is that for work, I do I work on bikes, so I kind of split in half, so to speak, like mentally. Like half of me, my work side is the bike hustle, and I've been doing the bike shop thing for like my whole life. Like I'm more a bike mechanic than I am anything else. You still you do the I bike mean? thing? How's... Absolutely. I I work at a bike shop. Oh, yeah. you work at a bike shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. uh, you know, I this it's mostly that's where my efforts lie in. But and that's like your trade, your craft, right? Like that's like what you're really that you're really talented, like high yeah, level yeah, yeah. bike me- me- mechanics. That's where I where I'm the best at anything in my life. Really? Yeah, it's working on bikes. Yeah, for sure. You do a lot of shit. Yeah. So that's actually like that's pretty I like I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. So I work every day. Like, and then on like when I have a chance to do something, I get I try and get it done, you know? Right, yeah, right, right. So I feel it. That's kind of where I'm at. But, uh, you know. It's cool too. They has benefits, you know. One of the benefits being, if I'm, you know, want to have funds available to use for other projects, right? So I can right. kind of inject money easier into places where I want to go. Right, which is what uh, Golden Road was doing for me. Yeah, you know? I, see, I was man. just taking that corporate money and pumping it back into like the community, which is why I was able to get like bigger acts and be able to like pay my DJs and try yeah, to pay yeah, yeah, yeah. try to give some like you know. I wanted to be able to actually keep funneling that money into like the pockets of creatives in the area and that are trying to like really hustle you know so that's kind of like important what my to understand. Have been. Yeah. yeah i mean most people don't understand that a little goes a long way you know like if you just like you know people always like why would you you know but it's like that's what that's the benefits of of being that person and paying people out and doing the right thing you know? i mean the 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 sad truth is that i feel like a lot of creative artistic people who make really dope ass music don't value themselves you know yeah yeah, they don't even i try to pay people all the time bro and they're just like oh thank you for letting me rock man like it's i don't it's cool i don't need it and i'm just like no bro take this twenty dollars it's only twenty dollars like that's all i have to give you get yourself some gas get yourself some drinks you know fucking whatever buy a shirt like whatever dude like but just take it because you fucking earned it you know you came out here you brought some people you rock the fucking mic, you know, you killed your beat set, like, 
I know you had to drive out here. I know you had to come out here. I know you probably already spent some money at the bar. Yeah. Like, nah. take this fucking $20, please. <laughs> take this shit. Like, <laughs> like, you, I try to give you money all the time. You don't want to take it, you know? Like, I just, it's like, it's just like my, the only thing I can think of is like, it's just like appreciation. That's like my sign of appreciation, you know? But I'm probably not going to have that extra $20 yeah. for a minute. So, I, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate everybody who ever, dude, like, a lot of people come out for free. That That's another beautiful thing. So, it's like the sad truth, but it's also a beautiful thing that, like, pe- people fuck with me, you know? They want to yeah. come out. And they want to like rock, and they want to be part of the movement. And, and they want know, they they see what I'm doing. They like the they a like lot the of way that my dude, social media looks. They like the content, and like they want to be part of it. And like that's dope too. Like yeah, I, I fuck with people who rock with me for free, you know, because a lot of people just want to come out and do it. And yeah, they don't take the money, or like they legitimately are just like don't care. It's or the they don't times even too, bro. It's the money. times, bro. Think about it. Like we're in a recession right now. You know what I mean? Like people out there are struggling. Like it's also not like. It's, it's, it's going to be a difficult time, like, the next few years in terms of where we are in the like, as a country, you know? like, And then the places that take the biggest hits for that kind of shit are always, like, you know, Southeast L.A. And, like, you know, all these places where uh, that's where we, we actually see it in our friends and family and things like that, you know? Three people having to work, like, full time to barely be able to pay, like, one rent type shit, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, so, like... You know, and that, and that, you know, it can be created by other things. But for us, how does it impact us? We can see it in in our money. We can see it in in other people's money, right? We can see it. Right, right, right. Know. I mean, yeah, like, uh, I was doing a lot of stuff with schools for a minute, man. Like school dances, like school little like little high school festival type stuff. You know, like little student appreciation stuff that like teachers were using, and then like. A lot of that dried up, and I, I, you know, I reached out, and I was like, yo, like, I know we talked about doing more of these events, and they were like, oh, there goes that battery, I was gonna, yeah, this shit's gonna die. Um, Damn. <laughs> they were, they were talking about how, like, the whole government shutdown, Trump tax thing had actually affected some of, like, the grant funding money that they were using to fund these, like, dances and these activities for the kids, you know? So, like, yeah, directly see, like, what government issues, you know. Yeah, like the yeah whole, how, they, how they come down teach, to us, The yeah. whole teacher strike thing, you know, like, I fucking marched one day, you know, like, rest in peace, dark side, fucking Mr. Amaya, you know, died of cancer. But uh, he was a teacher. And, like, that whole struggle of, like, you know, money not coming through and then, like, not being able to do things for the kids because, you know, like, they're the ones – the, the 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 youth are always the ones who suffer really yeah yeah dude it's always the youth man it's it's uh it's they don't really get a say in shit dude. people are not really always making decisions thinking about them you know so like that's one of the hardest things of like being in south la as a young person you know what i mean like some people don't understand that struggle like from other communities but then again other communities are exactly like that and honestly like that's one of the reasons why i try to help as much as i can with that because i know that i i got i got a good shake of the dice you know i was really lucky that i got to do private school for you know kindergarten through freshman year of high school you know until like i really became a fuck up and had to go to public school because my mom was (laughs) like i'm not gonna pay for your private education anymore um so like Damn. I got you know I, I benefited from that highly like small class sizes you know high 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 reading level. 
I was um, in there with the I was in there with with the Wolverines and the fucking <laughs> dude. No, yeah, like and you know, like I we my mom my mom owns property, you know, like we don't rent you know, so like there's yeah, a lot yeah. of things there's a lot of privileges that I have that I know that other people don't. And like, you know, at first it was hard to like recognize all that stuff. But then again, like going to yeah, school but, and then coming back but and dude, having it, people check you and just it matters. That, like not everybody can live like the way I live. So like that's why I'm always trying to like help, you know, because I know I got a leg up and a better shake of the deal. But like, even even then, like I wouldn't think so. Think of it so much as like uh, having a better deal than other people, because some people like you shouldn't judge people by by where they come from, you should judge them for who they are, right? So right. some people will do, some people will have everything and do nothing with it. You know? Yeah, what I but mean? see, that's yeah. the thing though. A lot of a lot of who people are is where they come from. Like that person who had everything never knew what it was to struggle. Never didn't have, you know, never I had, what you're saying. never yeah, had to yeah. collaborate with people to get things done because they were able to yeah. get it done themselves. They had resources, so they never had to learn like how to cooperate and there how are, to actually yeah. like learn to like work with people and so when they get in places of power they're basically like either sociopaths or narcissists or on the verge of some shit and so yeah they fuck people over they take advantage you know they don't they don't connect with the people yeah and in the same way people, the people who come, grow up in the bad neighborhoods of course suffer when they can all these rise, other repercussions yeah, but then when they but can you also get up, good yeah. lessons you know what i mean you get character you yeah know? you get yeah i like, mean i got these scars on my face like and you know i consider them like stories of you know of life you know right so it's like when i when i think about that i just think like i, I don't think it matters like there's a saying in spanish uh el pájaro es verde on the vuele something like that it's basically like the bird is always green no matter where it flies it's like people i think are just kind of the way they are innately you know like where if you were born as a freaking the son of a multi-billionaire, you know, magnet dude, I think you would still be sneaky. You Mag- know what I mean? Magnate. Magnate. Yeah, you would. That's the thing, though. I was sneaky. I was born to two beasts, like you know, politician, community activist. Like that's my pedigree. You know, fucking former mayors and you know, uh, like nonprofit organization scholarship type shit where we just give to the community you know that's who i was born to and look hey, that's who look, i am that's Ooh, dope that's who I am, if, if there's a legacy behind your story dude that's that's an amazing thing to be able to you know i mean the legacy is not there yet i'm trying to make sure that that shit becomes a legacy you know like i'm trying to like make sure that it gets fucking written down in the oh, in for the me sand, in the, in for the, me that's important times, dude you know? i the, think you know you bring up a really good point for people our age like one thing that they're not thinking about is creating that legacy for the their future if they already don't have one creating one for the future generations like i came from like not knowing a lot of things about my family you know so right, like right. so when i think about legacy i think like i'm in this bike game you know and i'm going to rock it and i'm going to give my skills to my brother and then I'm going to give them to my younger brother. I'm going to give them to my sister. And then if anything happens, they always have something to fall back on. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, legacy is essentially, like, someone trying to, like, create, like, a pattern for, like, a structure for your family. Like a blueprint. Like a blueprint. You know, like a map. Like a map that goes backwards that can show you the way forward. Exactly. Damn. (laughs) Sneaky dropping that fucking... Damn. So, I think that's a perfect segue. I am a rapper. (laughs) 
Nah, man. You know nah. your way around words, man. Nah, but it's, it's 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 true, dude. It's true. Like, I mean, that's like another crazy thing. You want to talk about something crazy that happened at UC San Diego? Like, I, I had a roommate, and uh, uh, he was a political science major. And uh, one day, he shoots me a text that uh, he's learning about my dad in class, bro. That's crazy. So some accomplishment of his, his yeah, because yeah. there was like it's like a small little a little small piece that's basically like saying how like grassroots community organizing was able to like get the first Latino mayor elected into this position of power that basically caused the whole like landscape change where like if you walk in if you're if you go to ever go to City Hall in Huntington Park they have all the pictures of the mayors. And it's just like white dude, white dude, white dude, white dude, white dude, my dad, first Mexican. <laughs> and then you got like white dude, Latina, you know, female, Mexican, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Latino. And then it's just like you see like just like white and then bam, just broke open this whole like coalition of like, you know, like people that vote yeah, and yeah, are yeah. engaged and like. And dude, I think we, that's I, so crazy. Yeah, HP is a trip. Every time I think about Huntington Park, I just think like, uh, like cause that's where like one of the first places my family like came when they came from Mexico. They ended up in HP, like near like the Florence area, and uh, <laughs> they, they were they tell me stories of HP like a long time ago when it was like uh, when they were first here. How you know it was majority white people, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And so the terrain changes, and so does the politics, I guess, right? I mean, like, a lot of places in Southeast LA used to have ordinances that said like you can't sell these houses to people that are not white. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's crazy. <laughs> Another thing I trip out on LA history that a lot of people don't know of is the train tracks. So like Alameda, as it cuts through. Like, so everything on the other side of the tracks was white people. And everything on the other side of the tracks was everybody else. No, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And people forget that we had a crazy divide in in the hood, you know? I mean, we still have a divide, but now it's like people self-segregate, in quotes. But it's basically because, like, that's where their culture's at because that's where they were put in the beginning you know yeah yeah, yeah, it feels safe there or whatever dude that's so funny the self-segregation uh but if you notice dog all the train tracks and this is something that i learned before like i learned this shit in high school when i was organizing with the community communities for a better environment like if you look at the map like all the sources of pollution is where all the fucking brown people live bro all the people of color (laughs) like we're, we're surrounded by freeways surrounded by train tracks we're surrounded by Vernon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> damn, yeah, and that shit, the wind just blows all that shit this way. And then if yeah. you go look, you know, we we have fucking a bunch of like fast food liquor stores. And then as you drive, you know, and you go to like better places that are like more white, and you find out they like they, they don't have any of that shit. Like, you yeah, know? yeah. See, for me, for me, it's not so much to do with like whether you're white or black or brown in terms of how the ecosystem evolves for me mostly has to do with like like when you for example like i've worked at a shop in la brea in the la brea area right and it's a it's a little community and it's inside of like the hollywood area like west like west la LA. LA. it's in there and the crazy thing is like all around it is is 
the hood, you know? But as soon as you go to the La Brea area, then all of a sudden it's like almost 90% Jewish people. And like the businesses are all mostly Jewish owned. And the way that they run things is a very tight community. And I think personally, like when I look at a community have its defenses up like that, it almost makes me wonder like, wow, like our people are really stupid. They just let people just run in there and do what they want with their area like they didn't put up a defense you know to keep the liquor stores out to keep all this bullshit out you know and and some people are good at that like you go to koreatown who fucks with koreatown you know koreatown is it that's their shit you go to chinatown who fucks with chinatown you go to thai town who fucks with thai town i mean i don't know know? and i don't know enough about the history of, of those places but i always feel like it's at some point like it's like a multi-level issue or it's like class and and wealth and economy oh guarantee like that that kind of funnels into like education and resources yeah and education leads to engagement and being able to actually like take action or like being able to get like a better wealth situation so that you have more leisure time to actually be able to go and you know, be involved and go to fucking council meetings and set up protests. Like, it's a trickle. It's kind of it's a, a trickle effect. It's kind of a privilege, you know. Like and, those people who no have to go and protest and yeah. miss work. Like the teachers who had to go on strike and like didn't have money. Like, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a sacrifice that you have to make, and not everybody can make that sacrifice. Oh, for sure, they yeah. have to go to work. They have to pay their bills. They got medical issues. They got they have children. They have extended family that are living with them that depend on them so it's like yeah they're sending, it's hard. they're sending money back to wherever they came from to try to get them to be able to come here so that they can get into the same grind you know so it's like yeah but all you know mo- mostly everyone in this country was a migrant at some point right <laughs> pretty much everyone migrated here except for i mean as if you're not indigenous, except for native americans yeah, yeah. You're not indigenous yeah. to this land i mean yeah yeah so if you think about it but then some people could even claim that, like, you know, Mexicans and, like, other people from Latin America are indigenous to these parts as well, you know, because they... I believe that. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, though. Again, I don't have the fucking data. Like, No, it's yeah. accurate. I mean... I, like, I went to school, but that doesn't make me fucking really informed on a lot of shit. You have to actually keep up with it and keep reading the research and the data and who who's actually publishing and who's going over there and doing the count taking the dna test you know like who's who's funding all this shit so yeah, it's like yeah. it's hard to really keep up but yeah everybody who doesn't claim native american or native indigenous status is technically an immigrant or children yeah. of immigrants you know yeah or, so when or we the immigrants it, that came mingled and created them so i don't know yeah. i don't know what happens with that you know so let's say that the majority of the population of the country which is uh at still now mostly white right they're the biggest migration uh the biggest population that has migrated here right um in terms of european colonization so and then we got like you know black people were brought <laughs> against their will and then Mexican people, they kind of just said, hey, I lived here this whole time. I'm probably just going to keep living here. You know what I mean? Like, they straight up just like, you know. So when you think about the groups and the group identities, like, and what they represent, 
you know for me it's like like i guess we're all kind of the same in terms of how like i was saying people put up walls but that doesn't mean that the always what's going to always happen is a larger group no matter what color they are they're going to is going to feel like an oppressive force you know what i mean so no i'm not arguing that oppression doesn't exist i think oppression is a contributor to our condition you know what i mean yeah, but, uh, well, I mean, it know. all goes back to, like, tribalism, right? Primitive, like, ba- when you get to the most basic, basic human, basic ape, <laughs> you know, like, kind of tendencies. It's all, like, we're tribal peoples, you know? Like, we look for differences. Like, we're, at, or even as humans, like, we're pattern recognition, right? We look for patterns. We look for differences. We look for things. Absolutely. Cause, yeah. We look for causation, you know? Like, yeah, we call things... We give them descriptions because that's how it helps us understand what they are. What they right? are. So, so we call negative emotions demons. That's like a description for what that is, right? Or we say God or we say love. But right. like you don't know what I think love is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, People yeah, experience yeah. things yeah. differently, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of. But yeah, man. Like, fuck. We're going deep on this one tonight. <laughs> it's actually still the day, it's still bro. Still the day, bro. I right, see. That's like that's how you know we're usually out at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't remember the last time I saw you during the day. I know for real. Maybe at uh at the uh, Salo festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wait, how long ago was that? Now, I think it's been exactly a, a month. A month, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Dude. I haven't seen you in the day for a month. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. But yeah, and that event, dude. Not good thing you bring it up. That thing was also pretty dope. I think like the connection there between the community, and it's like I grew up in that riverbed. Like you could ask my mom. No, a lot of people like, say that. A lot of people that were involved, yeah. you know. Like I think one of the dopest parts. Sorry to cut you off. You, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, go but ahead. I think one of the dopest parts was that like, uh, you know, there was this dope, these dope ass graffiti writers. Who used to get busted for tagging and trying to do art in that riverbed, and now they're getting like paid to be there, you know, and able to like do their craft. And I thought that was like, yeah. if you want to talk about people reclaiming space and like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly a, a perfect example of that. So crazy, dude. Like, uh, but man, like, I, I mean, I literally, cause you know, there isn't much like, uh, I like lizards a lot, <laughs> and. And uh, ever since I was a little kid, I've always looked for them. I've always hunted them and shit, you know? Some weird obsession that I have. I'm sorry. It's just, I laugh because you have a bunch of fucking lizards in your house outside. Like, I just like, I just posted a story about how, like, all your lizards. So I'm just laughing about, like, that lizard. Like, yeah, fool, I could tell you like lizards. Fool, you have a lot of them all over your house. You even, like, you breed worms and crickets so yeah, that you could feed them. <laughs> And like you but, have eggs, you're gonna hatch. You're gonna have little. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be a grandpa. Yeah, I'm gonna hatch those <laughs> motherfuckers and slang them. You're fucking. <laughs> you are you're wild. You're a wildly interesting human being, bro. I'm glad dude, we connected, man. I used through to fucking house parties, dude. Back Brandon, in the day, it was Brandon. Yeah, right? yeah Brandon, Brandon. Shout out, B. Connect. Julius. Shout out, B. Julius. Thanks for connecting us, bro. I feel uh, like I work. I work when I see you more than I see and work with him. So that's a testament yeah. to. The network, the hell yeah, network. yeah, yeah, the old school network too. Yeah, but dude, what brought up the lizards? Cause I was, I was saying, uh, I used to go to the riverbed, like, cause in the hood, like, there's no area that's like openly, like, open space without too many humans going around it, you know. 
But the riverbed, like if you ride your bike on there, which I always rode my bike on there as yeah, well. Yeah, because you're a bike like, guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would see lizards on the rocks. So I would go there with a little fucking net and just like whoop, swoop those motherfuckers. Catch like lizards yeah. at the river. Just for fun. I would let them go, you know, like, because they're wild, you know. Right, like, right. You're you can't, not, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they would yeah. die. They would die. Yeah. And then, not, and they're too fucking crazy, dude. Wild animals, completely different from domesticated animals. So like all the lizards is already there. You bought them from a pet shop. They're like, they're yeah, used to yeah, being yeah, in cages yeah. and shit. Yeah, they're chill. They're like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like dogs, dude. Sort of God. Like, even the big lizard, like, it acts like a dog. When, uh, nah, but like yeah. if you but uh, get like a dog, they would run away if you put them out, right? And exactly. Try, they yeah. would try to escape. Oh, yeah, they would fucking book instantly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. They still, like, they're still like a slave technically, you know what I mean? Like they're in a box yeah, you, yeah. in my living room, yeah. you know? Like, so. Like, I mean, you feed them and keep them warm or whatever, yeah. but yeah. They're... But a lot of them are now like endangered species. So actually, the bigger populations of these lizards now exist in the breeding and captive world yeah so because so, they, they they're not even they're not even existing in the wild anymore. nah because humans i went and fucked up that whole whatever area they hung out at you know that's especially true for a lot of lizards bro like but you know what's crazy that the rest of the world all the lizards are dying but in florida they're thriving yeah dude i don't know what like all of these people who bought these pet lizards they they let them go in florida and now you they got a fucking problem you know it's like rodents and i shit. think it was also yeah. i heard uh i don't know where i heard this it was probably a podcast it's probably not even true but i also heard like you know like they would florida gets hit with hurricanes right so some of these pet shops and like these preserves would get fucked up in the oh. hurricane and all these all these fucking things that people were buying to like have they would get fucking they, they would escape because the hurricane like fucked up the enclosures and like yeah. you know the shit got wrecked like the you know now for sure i could see that happening yeah, for sure dude. so it's like combination people releasing shit and then they you know they get hit with some storm dude and these there's a get guy out bro there's a guy I, I, i'm gonna show it to you bro i'm gonna actually show this shit to you because it's so fucking funny i have no fire i need fire oh here i got you Give me one second. I'm going to show you the Iguana Man the on iguana YouTube, man? bro. No. Yeah. What? No. This fool catches iguanas. Is this, is this fool like your hero right here? <laughs> this fool eats them. What? One of the yeah. weirdest and wildest foods across the United States of I don't America. Wanna, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> all right, all right. No. He turns them into curry, dude. It's no. straight up. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Miss me with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> why does he do it though why does he do it think about it he uh he catches iguanas because they're an invasive species and they're caught they're fucking up the ecosystem and i'm then, not i'm not tripping on what he does i just don't yeah. want to see it is that cool <laughs> <laughs> he's free to do whatever he wants just i don't want to see dude it. yeah dude the world is crazy but we're getting sidetracked about iguanas now yeah so yeah. you used to catch lizards yeah. in the river yeah dude. And, and you're probably it's like honestly, tag on it of course yeah and that shit's I busted a roller on there that <laughs> was there for a, a really long time. <laughs> a really long time. Until I finally buffed it because it was way high up in the bridge. But, dude, I don't know. I used to, that, I, when I, I grew up tagging a lot. Yeah. So I, I'd done my fair share of painting on, on that riverbed for sure. It was the only safe spot to go do that, you know? Because, like, everywhere else, there's risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to the riverbed, have some beers. Right. Catch a spot, you know. Right. No one's gonna trip. No one's gonna say shit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It was a spot, dude. And that little park, the Hollowdale Park, where the Sailor Festival yeah, was at, yeah, yeah. dude. That little park too. Like, 
we used to cross the bridge and it was like because we had a, a thing at, in high school called the spot and everybody would go to this spot to chill right but then after we burned it out because that's what we do at the time you know <laughs> we just burn shit out we burned it out we had to go to the park so we go to the Hollidale Park and that became the new spot and right <laughs> funny right like our evolution like <laughs> what it, <laughs> Yeah, we used to go do fucking shit there, and now we can go and rock there, you know, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And we're already playing the next one, so I want to get you involved for sure. Yeah, man. Let me know. Lots of moves that we're trying to make this summer, and even after summer, really. You well, know? summer's already yeah. over, dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm already thinking of how I'm going to survive the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And bikes are the same way, dude. Bikes, like, they fucking... They're hot. They have seasons. Summer, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have seasons, so it just depends like what you do, you know. Especially right. if you own a business, then you then it's you it's up to you to like ride that wave, right? You know. Yeah. yeah. But, like uh, I said, going back into acquisition mode, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but getting back to the river though, a trip out that you used to catch lizards there, and like honestly, like that's like the the river is a great metaphor for like nature in LA because that's technically like a natural environment you know like after the river fest we saw like ducks swimming yeah, yeah. and fucking birds would show up you know like and seagulls it, and it got some fish in there that I wouldn't eat ever but <laughs> but there's fish there's birds there's frogs I've actually seen frogs down there yeah, too. yeah at night you could hear them croaking yeah. as you're riding your bike you could hear yeah. yeah it's getting better I mean you know well, I mean, it's just not as wild as it was you know 20 years ago it was a wild wild west dude like there was no regulations people were just dumping shit everywhere like no one gave a fuck about the environment yeah yeah but like all of this like everyone's always like oh environmentalists well i mean that's why it's really dope to work with work you know that's that's why it's dope to work with uh anthony rendon you know he's the 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 speaker of the assembly he's actually the one who like got that cellar arts festival kind of like he's the push behind it and so like his whole thing is like to rebeautify the whole river and make it like green spaces. I'm talking about like building a bridge that goes over the river that's like a park and that has like tight. trees Hell and yeah. like amphitheater, like some yeah, shit, you know, yeah. like instead of make like for people, like they have bridges for fucking cars and shit. So they're gonna they're, they're like I don't know. They're trying to like really think about interesting ways. I think to, they they've already started some work on that, like up north. Like Well that's the uh, thing is like everybody always focuses on yeah. the northern part. And people always that's yeah. where all like the gentrification is that and like the really big pushes for like that's where all the environmentalists and like that's where a lot of the attention goes because people are already doing that work over there so like a lot of the resources go that way and Rendon's really trying to like put Fun, a fucking spotlight like, like he wants he's like the south part you know like from yeah. fucking Vernon like right there on Slauson where the shit starts like all the way to Long Beach you know like yeah. what can we do to like make that shit better so Hell yeah, see, but... Like, you can go fucking kayaking on the northern part. <laughs> yeah, you can now. Yeah, see, Why that, can't we fucking kayak, bro? Bro, can I kayak <laughs> all the way down to, like, Long Beach, man? What the fuck? Go a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, realistically, though, too, at the yeah, same time... Yeah, I know. I don't know if I'm I want to be facetious of <laughs> kayaking past the fucking projects over there on... Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to come out with no kayak and no <laughs> shoes. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> nah, but... But uh, there needs to be some, like, that's why that shit happens, you know? Because yeah. nobody's working on it. No one gives a fuck about the right, area. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I feel like that's why, like, these events are so important because it gives people pride and it brings attention. And it actually, like, it shows the possibility for a different way, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like we had to go like you know there's a whole team that had to go and find the money for it it took like a lot and i'm pretty sure like people are still in the hole for it and there's some people who are probably never going to get paid whatever like they're taking the hit like for the cause but like when you do get resources put into an area that is so creative and has so much energy and like where the 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 bonds of the community are so strong that we can actually pull together and do this shit you know it just shows what's capable you know and that like people need to like you know for real it's a start it's a start so like people you know next year is going to be bigger people are going to get more involved we're talking about doing like possibly lead up events you know to get people to get the word out to make it more consistent to get people to feel like there's like a whole change you know it's like a wave of movement and like it's happening in different parts different venues different people that i'm working with everybody's kind of getting on this mode of like we got to change the system you know like how this whole thing works and like why people how to bring people together for a cause and like how to like include education people, how to include like i'll be honest know. with you people are not really um educated financially you know what i mean like they make the wrong moves like all the time and i think that's one of the things that would help out the communities too and i'll give you one example like you you just said like how everything connects and everything is like part of one thing and all right like right. so like People notice the things, everything you just told me to look out for. Like, hey, look out for when, you know, like you see an area that is up and coming and is cracking and keep your eye out on this. Like other people from outside of the area, they're also doing that. So what they do, and this is what people call gentrification, is they also see the same potential that you do, right? And they invest in it. So now the question is, who is allowed to invest in what particular areas, you know? Because the more people get interested, the more investors, the more expensive it becomes. And then eventually the area, the people who live there who created it will no longer be able to live there. Right. They'll get outpriced. So and that that is capitalism. That is the system we live under. That's right, how it right, functions, right. you know? Well, I feel like personally, like then this might be super radical left wing hippy dippy of me or whatever, but I feel like um some kind of rent control, obviously, imposed, possibly could be a quick fix, right? We're like, okay, you want to come in and invest? Cool, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to, like, just raise the prices and, like, get more money out of it. Like, the investment's going to go to, like, building up this community for the people who are here, right? Yeah. That's yeah. one thing. What about, or, what about wait, this? Or, yeah. or you want to come in and raise prices and bring people and make money well then a fraction of that money is gonna have to go to pay the rent for these other folks who are trying to stay here who because you're making more money now they can't so your money that you're making piece of that is gonna go to help to this rent control or to this whatever i don't know how the bureaucracy would work yeah and again yeah. it's like big government and people are like that sounds fucking crazy yeah some people don't like the idea yeah. of big government yeah. but i feel like you know if there was a, some kind of like community board and some kind of like politicians and people like investors could like some kind of third party moderator and can actually like hash out like what that deal would look like come on you put enough people you put enough people with interest that have like self-interest in a room and tell them to like come to a compromise to make yeah, it all work they'll do it they're yeah. gonna do it but like but nobody wants to compromise those at the room, moment, but yeah. those rooms never get opened like those rooms never get created like how often are people actually invited to the table to the conversation when people are making these decisions about money and how to profit 
and where their investments are going to go like how often do you bring in like local community activists or you know like yeah, the, the yeah, fucking yeah. senora that lives down the street you know like <laughs> yeah and that's a good point i mean uh you know seeing as like you know i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily veer into the same thought but for me a good middle ground would be like uh old yang boy i know uh andrew yang for yeah, 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 so yeah. he like the way that he kind of wants to supplement like a one thousand dollar income for everyone which i'm all yeah, yang gang yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah. see so oh you're yang gang i'm yang oh, gang for yeah sure. for sure yeah 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 i'm yeah, voting so. yang yeah for sure yeah see and you know out of all the candidates um that are in the democratic party or in the republican party for that matter that that are coming up you know i mean bernie sanders is a little too like on the you know, I mean, off I, the edge. You I know? fuck with his policy. Like I heard him on Rogan, yeah. and I, I like, I, 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 I was, I was down for Bernie at the last election. The last one, yeah, yeah. yeah. He obviously got robbed in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like his whole Dude, and his I, whole questions of electability and whether or not he can win. I think like they're valid at this point. He's like really old. Um, yeah, if you think if you look at a he's, he's like, super lefty. Yeah. I don't think he could win over exactly right he, right he, people he, on the right. So like when you want to talk about who's gonna win, yeah, cool. I I can see why maybe it's not Bernie. Yeah, no, I, that's what not, I'm talking about. I'm definitely yeah. not voting for Joe Biden though. Fuck that. Like if they make him the 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 candidate, that's gonna be an issue for a lot of people too. You know, so for sure. Um, I like Andrew Yang. I think he actually. He resonates with a lot of people on the right. He resonates with a lot of people who voted for Trump, you know. A lot of people, fu- like, a lot of people don't like that, you know. They think that's a they think that's a negative. But I feel like if you're talking about electability and someone's going to try to bring the country together, it's going to do the opposite. You know what Trump. I find pretty crazy, though? I, I find it, like, pretty wild that up until this point, no one has ran for presidency, like, with a centrist point of view. You know what I mean? Like... There's been like it's been a pendulum since the beginning of time. It's always been like, you know, Democrats, Republicans, Democrats, Republicans, you know, like George Bush, you know, like Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush. You know what I mean? Like it just always going back and forth between Republican, Democrat. It's like the perfect like hustle, in my opinion, like when you look at politics and kind of how it's run. So, you know, Trump beats Obama. Like what, what more of a funny weird as right wing character could you think of than Ronald Reagan. Oh Donald Trump, he's like the perfect fucking fit, you know? And before that they had Obama. And then now who's gonna replace Donald Trump? Probably another minority. I'll guarantee it. Like I'm pretty sure the Yang it's is either, gonna win. It's either yeah. Yang or Kamala Harris, I feel like. Nah. I, I don't know why like it's a it's I, I don't know. He's like the underdog to me and I always root for the underdog. Maybe that's what it is. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know for I don't know about Kamala, you know. But I don't vote though. But uh, you know, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, I, I never have and I never will. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Um, I feel like then we can't really talk about politics because <laughs> if you're not voting, then you really have a say. Like your opinion is not valid to me, bro. Like, yeah, but it, but it is because you know I've analyzed like, this more. I've analyzed this so much to the point that I decided to stick, keep away from voting, as opposed to those people who don't even know politics and vote anyway. And just vote for the lesser of two evils, you know? So, but, like... But at some point, like... I don't know. I'm not, we, don't have to, we don't have to argue about this, but I just feel like if you're gonna 
try to like like the shit that you do online like if you're gonna be putting out like points like that yeah and like stirring the pot but you don't even vote it's like <laughs> you don't get a say bro like but, you don't vote so like why so, like why like you, i see what you're saying like if, if, it, if you actually cared the way you say you cared you'd actually go put your ticket you put your vote for someone who you think can make that happen you know but he, here's the difference for me i guess i simply do not believe that our vote actually matters right you know it's like for me i don't believe the system capable of actually like i don't believe i have an influence in anything because i don't think that the system is created for you to have the ability to change the government the government is here to run us we don't run the government you know what i mean but that's not the principles that the government was founded on. no it was not that's a deviation yeah that's so that we that's should, corruption so yeah. we definitely should like be doing something to change know? that yeah. oh for sure yeah. that's what i'm saying like, i don't think voting is the answer to change it but i feel like there's like a whole new like like the new democrats or like the new politicians even some fools on the right starting to make sense sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they're starting to say shit that's not so batshit crazy, you know? And it's yeah, just like, yeah. I feel like the, the... I feel like the young people who lived through what we lived through, like, you and I, like, the whole swinging that, you, yeah, that yeah. you're talking about, I feel like the people who grew up in that, who probably are seeing the same shit that you saw and feel the same way you feel, they're trying to go out and become the politicians now. So you think that this whole thing might get rocked by the new generation? Yeah, bro. Yeah, you think yeah. they might come in and I just feel like, it. yeah, because at some point it's like, I mean, I've seen it like at the local level, right? Like I know like now, these, I would say that I know, I know I these I should young... be more specific. I, 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 I'm okay with voting in local democracy, sure. And because you feel politics. like it, inf- yeah, it influences because you more, it actually right? does something. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, to to my environment, but also, it's somewhere where I should be voting. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. thing, though. Like, I feel like had Trump not get got elected, like I feel like I felt a direct impact from the Trump presidency directly, yeah. directly. I felt it. No, dude, a lot of people feel the same way. So yeah. I feel like had that not happened. Yeah, maybe Hillary wouldn't have been a good president. Maybe some other shit would have gone down. You know, <laughs> but I feel like the direct impact that I felt from Trump would not... I don't feel like I would have got a similar impact from a, from a Hillary candidate. presidency. Oh, dude. I, she would have rocked it, bro. Like, in in a bad way. <laughs> she would have been on some gang shit, dude. I don't know, bro. I don't... You know what, dude, though? I feel like she wouldn't have... They just got her she, I feel in like Libya. She, I feel like she wouldn't have came after minority communities. I feel like we wouldn't be having these ICE raids. Bro, I think I she would have like, come harder. I feel like the tax cuts wouldn't have gone down like that. Uh, I think they would have got worse. I know? don't know, bro. I don't know. See, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, it's all hypothetical. When we're obviously like That's on, why this is a fun conversation. We're obviously yeah. on two two opposite sides of this of this idea, but I just feel like that's just my personal opinion, you know? So like I feel like in that sense had people actually voted, you think there might have been lesser damage. Well, I, because yeah. I feel like the the reason why I was so strong about you not having is because I hear people complain about Trump who didn't vote. So, okay, so I see. They, so they look. complain about Trump, but they didn't actually go cast their vote for the opposite of Trump. They just fucking sat around and waited to see what happened, and is now it, they're fucking sitting that's around complaining. Her, that was her argument for beating probably, uh, Bernie, right? And they're probably not gonna vote the next time, yeah, see? because and then they're just, they're just talking shit and they're not actually doing anything about it. So like, I remember, shut the fuck up. That's what they told Bernie. <laughs> 
Bernie Sanders voters, right? They told him like, hey, if you don't vote for Hillary, you're taken away from the Democratic vote or whatever, right? Like you have lesser chance to beat Trump or whatever. So that's a that was like a Hillary Clinton used that as a strategy. Yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah, and it, it didn't work. Out. And it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. People were pissed. I people were like mad people, that she said that. I feel like people just voted for Trump just I mean because they were mad. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> fool. I swear. I swear. Hey, but they I know did people. catch her on the uh, on the under ca- candid cameras uh, in Gravitas saying some crazy shit. Like, hey, bro, I'm not denying she's yeah. batshit crazy. Like, yeah. I feel like anybody who's trying to run for president is probably batshit crazy. Like Andrew yeah, Yang real, probably like, has. You, some, you think he has some skeletons down maybe there? Maybe not skeletons, yeah. but I'm pretty sure. He, like maybe his crazy is like on that Elon Musk like positive crazy like where he's just like he thinks he could fucking give people a thousand dollars like that shit's crazy <laughs> right but give people a thousand dollars I'm gonna fucking create all this Actually, shit Actually, you see this is see I find that I think that policy is fine no I mean yeah. I do too I think it's log- I think it's logical I think he lays it out you but, know, the, I but, think... to, but to even think about doing that like the, the oh to even imagine the foresight it, to imagine that to envision that to build a whole platform around it it's crazy. Like you have to be a little crazy to be able to think of something that dope, you know. Like yeah, yeah. that. Shit doesn't want to actually run. That with shit it. doesn't come from like a super it's, stable, sane mind who doesn't think outside the box and who's always like looking at all. You know, it comes from someone who has a little fucking tweak in there. A little, you know, a little fucking a little spark that's not like normal. You know, it it, it it's risk, like some visionary risk. You gotta shit, take bro. risks sometimes. You know. And you gotta see what happens, right? Like, so this life is just made of risks, you know. So, and I, I don't. Uh, his policy is all right. I mean, he's. Uh, I don't. I don't actually see anything detrimental, like to to any side. Like one thing that Andrew Yang says that I think is kind of dope. He's always saying, like, it's not a left or it's not left or, or right. right. It's, it's forward. It's forward. Yeah. It's forward. So like you know. And and I'm not I mean I mean I'm not gonna vote for him but you know like because you don't vote so this conversation but, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you see what I'm saying yeah, like it doesn't even matter shit. what you care so like I don't even care to hear what you care about because yeah. you're not even gonna make it happen. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but hey, spark that second. I don't have a lighter, dude. Let me. All right, let, <laughs> let, me, let me go get you one. Hold on. You know what? Right. Can Talk you, to everybody. Can you play one of my videos? While oh hell you do yeah! That? Hell yeah! We'll go get a lighter here, and come here, back. Here. Yeah. Um, oh, see, because you went to go look at this fucking iguana guy, <laughs> and you're fucking. You don't have my shit queued up. Hey, the iguana man. <laughs> Did you see him right there? Uh, yeah, the first one. This is the latest one I just put out. It's been a while already, but you know, it's still dope. Hell yeah! Shot by my homie Ig Nasty from San Diego. Shout out Iggy. Play the homie right there with the hat. Hell yeah! All right, I'm gonna get you that spark. For sure. What park is that? Salt Lake. Yeah, I skated there before. Damn. 
now holding on to regrets Live life in the moment, refusing to let it slip Get yourself together, baby Look how big I was, dude <laughs> Were you vegan at that time? Hell no <laughs> Up grabbing at the fucking steering wheel Windshield crack, airbag deployed whack How could this happen? I start to think back Who filmed this for you? Joint, the homie is nasty The dude, the Asian cat with the hat For sure back to the popo, asking And why his I homie fell was filming it's this shit too and I gotta be up by seven, see? One of the many lies I've given to the sea That's my homie Abe no, I'm not One of the homies from high school We used to go to that park He used to jump over me with his board at that park Sick ass I busted myself off that little fucking stair set right there. That shit used to be Cafe Cashmere. That's my homegirl's uh, barbershop. That's Southgate? Yeah, the social club. Shout out to homegirl Izzy, the social club. Sick ass food. <laughs> That's the Allen Theater right there. Is that reopened now? No. No? But me and my boy used to play shows there, so I thought, you know, it's like, it's like a throwback. Like, this shit's all about like where I come from, you know? Hell yeah. Hey, seem like I was I, young, you know, I'm not going to get copyrighted for playing this, right? No, you shouldn't. Well, they'll ask me if, I, if you have permission, I'll say yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I mean. Yuri's right there, the Allen Theater, that's the marquee right there. My homie's literally backing up, about to get hit by cars and shit to get a shot. You graduate 07, you got the 07 shirt on. That's when I graduated from high school, yeah. Crazy. We well, old, man. I'm fucking 30. I just turned 30, my, my boy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, you don't want to stop. Yeah, nah. Can't <laughs> stop. Won't stop. Yeah, man. What else you got for us? Uh, shit. Let's hit some plugs. You want to see something else? Or you want to no, no, you you talk um, about? Because I know, like, are you planning another Redwood soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that shit happens every second Friday of the month till forever, till the day I die, I guess. Hopefully by the time I die, someone else is doing it. Um, Here, I'll pull up some of that so we can check out some previous stuff. For all the uh, new listeners who don't already know Sneaky and don't know about the Redwood Room, Oh, you're probably gonna have to go to Sneaky Ant for that one. Oh, I see. Oh, and now that's it. Oh, wait, that's that's the that's the cellar, so That's that's the redwood room right there. Yeah. So I mean. Oh yeah, you do separate it, huh? Yeah, I try. I try. That's. I mean, what's the point of having two Instagrams if they're gonna be the same shit? You know, I try to keep the content different. Official so, Sneaky's more personal, you know, it's like my life and oh, like my you. journey and shit when I perform. Sneaky and then it's yeah. like DJ gigs, flyers, you know. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I took some of these pictures, right? I think like most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I appreciate, man. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard to like 
get that window into like what we're doing there like because like you see me like on the board and shit like how am i gonna be taking photos and shit while i'm trying to like make sure everything sounds dope i'm performing i'm hosting that's why when i when i'm taking pictures i'm always thinking like because i wish people would take pictures of me you know (laughs) so the places where i want to send these people like that's where i'll go to like oh he probably sneaky probably wants a picture from here you know wow you know so it just takes a little bit of that that vision dude that i yeah definitely but oh yeah, this dude right here too. Uh, um, what was his name again? Aleph. Aleph. Yeah, with those paintings, dude. That fool Sick is dope. Dude. He's like some next level Buddhist spiritual cat. I fuck with them. So yeah, man. Redwood room. We so take the next pictures. one actually go up. So right there, now the the couple right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Betsy Gifted is actually having her beat tape release. At the Redwood Room oh, in sick. September. It's actually Friday the thirteenth. So uh we're gonna have pretty dope lineup. A lot of cats, uh facing Barlos, Destruct, Maya. Tight. I may or may not perform. Uh Betsy may or may not perform. We might have a couple of special guests that we haven't confirmed yet, but yeah, that shit's happening. Um oh, dude, I made I made this video right here, two of that I think, of the beat making. Uh let's see if I can pull that motherfucker up. Right there, go down. This one. Was it that one? Yeah, check it out. Make the noise if you feel dope. That's Contra. Hell yeah, killed it. That's my new light gig. Sneaky on the light board. Yeah, you're doing the lights. <laughs> Man, your camera picks up good audio. Yeah, let's get Sometimes I take a separate yeah. mic recorder thing. I'm living in the dream and it seems that I'm ripping this shit up at the seams. I'm sewing it up like I'm cutting through the beans. Man, I'm traveling on live beans. I just thought this freestyle was dope. That's why I cut it in there. <laughs> I thought it was not on point. I thought it was natural, you know? And you had a little hype crowd, you know? <laughs> yeah, when there's a little hype crowd, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, they were pumping me up. Everybody's uh-huh. like, people fuck with me, you know? It's, cool. it's dope. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, so yeah, Redwood every second Friday. We try our best to, like, you know, curate dope artists, dope vibes. It's like an experience, you know? I got the lights up. I got a better sound system. I'm trying to really bring it. We got affordable drinks, you know? Fucking yeah. Fucking ro- roaming photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, remember that shit from the clubs? Roaming photographer. Oh, I know. We used to put that on every flyer. Oh, roaming or photo booth or roaming photographer. Like, <laughs> I used to always try to bring a photo booth, have some kind of like setup, you know, like yeah, where I, like a backdrop. You still have shit. the little backdrop, right? Yeah, yeah just it's not like a booth, booth, you know. Uh, like, there's not just someone right there just taking pictures of everybody standing in front of her, like, you know, those 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 um photographers used to hustle they'd be like hey come take a photo you know and then they'd be like oh here's your here's my card you know like follow my website that i'll put i'll post them up yeah come and check it out. I, the only evolution of photographers that i've seen lately is uh edm photographers and they basically just go out take pictures for like the djs for the whole night and then they sell the pictures to the guy throwing the party or whatever mm. so they have a little bit of a hustle yeah so there's like some a few parties you know, where the same photographer is always there working that party. 
So I've run into some some stuff like that. Um, videographers probably make more money than photographers these oh, days. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? That shit's more. It's more work too. Yeah, it's more more editing and shit like that. Yeah. It's more memory. <laughs> more gigs you're taking. For up. sure, dude. Like even saving one of these podcasts is like, dude. That's one of those five hundred megabytes. One of the shit. snags I hit with my podcast is that like I was shooting it from my phone in four K, from just like one angle, and. uh I uploaded the shit to my computer and it crashed because it was like an hour long 4K. It was like 20 gigs. Damn. And my laptop just crashed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to play it on there and I it just I tried to edit up? it on the laptop Damn. and I couldn't. It was too nah, arch. Dude. So I had to like, I down I downgraded to like 720 to like, you know, save some space. But like, I'm, I'm going to have to like edit it in the studio computer. I'm probably, I got to learn Final Cut Pro. You know, it's just like yeah. a whole different fucking, it's just like a different workflow. It's kind of been fucking up my podcasting right now because I want to continue the video portion, you know? For sure, yeah. And yeah, sometimes that's what having good equipment, like as a DJ, you know, it comes down to it a lot of times. Are you prepared, you know? You got all the cables, do you have your speakers, do you have like all the shit you need? You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Podcasting is the same way and yeah. shit. Yeah, gotta same have shit, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, some of the caps that can be put on you, like when you're like trying to like do stuff you know luckily i have a, a dope team like Lika podcast like uh you know the the main head rick fucking has been working really hard to like give me everything i need he's he's gonna build a table for me like it's just like oh yeah he's Hell really yeah. trying to cater so that i could like really start pumping out the content and build because i'm part of their network now and i'm gonna be coming out under their umbrella for still, sure it'll still sure. be r&r but it'll be like put on by like Lika, you know i see so uh and hey, that's a good uh that's a good idea it's a good collaboration effort yeah, yeah well they're way more consistent work. at it than i am you know and i'm hoping to like release all my old episodes once i have the new episodes so that it'll be like we'll get you know yeah yeah some traction yeah. i'm trying to build up the, the instagram account still i'm lagging it on that it's just a lot going <laughs> on you know no yeah no you just gotta put in the work you know and this is what it's about no and i'm really trying to like uh yeah, I'm trying to get back in that really hustle mode where I'm not doing like the laying around listening to podcasts and doing nothing, but like starting to like rap again and really editing and like pumping the podcast because I feel like a lot of that's going to help to get bigger audiences and more Hell gigs yeah, and like more content. And it's just like I got to get back into that hustle mode. I got kind of like I took I kind of got lazy over the summer, you know, and but yeah. winter's coming and like it's got it's time to get hungry again and shit, you know. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. No, I mean, yeah, we're all just trying to, you know, trying to get by, trying to make shit happen. So, like, but like, uh, I feel like you got to take that time too, you know? Like, you can't be going fucking 100 miles per hour all the time, redlining hey, nonstop. You, you know? know what you they just say? Can't. You're only young once, right? So, <laughs> I'm going to ride my bike for as long as this, these knees will let me. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean you got to, like, do the century ride every weekend why not hey let's do it that's <laughs> actually one of my goals to do it before like you know like i was trying to do it before i turned 31 but that's probably not gonna happen but yeah a bike ride 100 miles yeah so uh, like i've the, done that already yeah. in the next five years i'm gonna give myself five years to like get in shape you know like do the vegan thing i'm gonna start working now have you like ever a, skateboarded before no you never rode a skateboard? I mean, yes but not well have you ever roller done anything in the park where you can ride like kind of vert no, no, like no. rollerblading, nah, biking, it, nah, no, nothing nah, like that. Nah, I used to fall. Yeah, because one thing I was gonna suggest, dude, 
mountain biking, bro. That shit's dope. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the, that. I spent some time doing that for sure, and money on that project. Like mountain biking is the shit, bro. Like I'd rather do some like long distance shit, you know. Oh, it can be long distance. No, no, no. That shit just but sounds like way more intense. Like yeah, like, it, yeah. But it's fun, dude. It's kind of like uh, it's like skateboarding, you know, or like surfing or any of these activities where. You, you're in control and you kind of master the terrain type shit. You know? I feel you. I yeah, feel yeah. you. No, yeah, I'm not, that's not, yeah. no. I can ride a bike. That's you can ride it. a bike? That's about it. All right. I can't. <laughs> that's about it. I can't do anything else. But hey, road biking, dude. Or just biking to work, you know? That's like. I need gear to go yeah. to work usually. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this is my job. <laughs> hey, fuck it. Put speakers on your butt. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> Imagine? No. I or got like, one of those. Or like a trailer. I got like a, a little wagon. Bike. Or like a wagon that connects my bike. Bro. And I can drag my fucking QSCs. Look, I'll show you, bro. I fucking... I actually have a... A speaker bike that I built. I'm scared. Tengo miedo. It's in the garage. Dude, I'm retarded. I'm over here misspelling shit. Bro, how do you misspell your own name? You already missed the U. It's this damn keyboard. It's like wireless, so it's not really... I have to put it up here for it to get signal. Or like, are you high? <laughs> or that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Fusionworkshop.com. Yeah, this is my old bike shop. Got you. So I keep, I have a gallery. I haven't taken this shit. I probably should take it down now that it doesn't exist. It saved me like some money at the end of the year too. <laughs> but... <laughs> Where is that shit at? Look, uh, I oh, built. Or you could always add the gallery to just like your photography page. Um, I guess I could, right? Like, just keep it as a little side project. Yep. Oh, there it is. Look, that shit has lights, and it carries two hard key. What the fuck? Don't oh, you, you did that auto shit. Yeah. Slide si slideshow, bro. You're on that slideshow mode. Oh, I gotta pause that motherfucker though, or he's gonna keep sliding. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so I built, like, the controller in the back. It has, like, Bluetooth and all this shit. And the, the drivers, they're uh, the aluminum cone ones from the, you know the bass amps, the hard keys? Like, the bass cabinet for yeah, playing yeah, bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those speakers came from a bass cab because they're super efficient. Yeah, they're, like, they use the least amount of energy because they're light, you know? And then the the amps inside, I'm I'm totally into speakers and shit, too. So, like, I can wire up anything. And like, uh, are you good? Like, can you do the electrician part too? Yeah, like yeah. My amp, I fix monitors and everything for people. Now nah, my amp is tripping out. You think you could take a look at it? Absolutely, dude. We took take all this shit apart, and wire it up for you. This is what my bike. That's why it was called Fusion Workshop because we also because it was on a workshop yeah. on working on other shit. Yeah, yeah. And we did all kinds of shit. Now I know the name yeah. and your big uh, fuse. Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, my my old tagging name from how like when I grew up was Fuse. So I just. Kept it on my Facebook tag, and people still know me as that. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? More than even my actual name sometimes. But I know you as a cult. I yeah. don't even know your real name. But yeah, now I'm DJ Ocult. Fuck yeah. all that bullshit. I don't, nah. I don't, I don't know your real name. <laughs> For real. I didn't know that what your name was till much later. I was oh, like, that's oh, actually speaking? the homie that shot the video right there. Oh, this fool this right fool, here? This fool, and that's his boy. His boy was doing the camera work. Right at this, for this shot, it was actually set up on a tripod. Oh, I see. Cause they're also, With a timer? Because they're mm. also, uh, it was just recording. Because they're also dancers. So I was like, they do b-boying and shit. So that's why I was like, I want y'all to be dancing and shit. Yeah, that video. always looks tight on yeah. video. Hell yeah, man. But they, because like, it was on a tripod, I feel like the shot, you know, 
kind of suffered but it was dope the video was dope and it was all like super organic like they came up on sunday morning we went over the concept showed them the song yeah, it took sh- one whole day and i showed them my other videos and like other stuff that i had done and kind of like you know the quality i was looking for and like kind of like the style and then they shot it and just you know one day and then they bounced and then like, tight. like a month later i got the copy you know hell yeah that's dope, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, was there some other content that uh, you wanted to showcase? Uh, I know you got a few videos, right? I mean, fuck it. Yeah, your audience can see my my old shit. So where you at? Uh, oh, right here. Yeah. Why not? So this is from what twenty thirteen. <laughs> Some vibes, some vibes. My favorite part is rap. When I get to rock with the band, it's like a totally different experience. Yeah, it's like spiritual. They call me sneaky man, trying to walk the land with a broom in hand, but the man got something else for his plan. What mural is that? Where's that? Down, slam me against the ground, and my hands are bound. Actually, uh, my, my tattoo artist actually, him and a homie did that shit the night before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for the video. Where's that, though? It's uh, City Terrace. It's like overlooking the 10 Freeway. It's up on the hills of City Terrace. Oh, for sure. It got buffed, though. It's not there anymore. Yeah, I always wonder, like, when the buff guy goes, does he think, like, should I buff Does he feel bad about it? Does he feel bad about it? Well, I think it it was there for a long time, bro. Or are they just, like, rude-ass cappers? Like, ha-ha, fuck this. I don't know. I feel like it was there for a long time, bro. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because I went back into the photo shoot, like, after the fact, and it was still there. Oh, so you use it for more than one project? I mean, it was the same project, kind of content, you know? This is the sneaky project. That's pretty tight. Yeah, like if you go uh, go to my other videos, there's a there's like a behind the scenes of this video with like uh, with a remix of the song. Check out, uh, let's see, go to yeah, go to videos. Let's see what's up up top. Bam. Let's see if we can find it real quick. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Go down. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Hey, so you'd be uploading all kinds of shit on here. Well, that's I kept the, the podcast is on here yeah. too. That's why. I, I had, then I did a vlog for a little while. That shit was dope. All right, so the Anthem music video promo. Check that one out. Next one, yeah. So the quality's not as good, and I did like the editing myself and shit, but it kind of shows you what that wall looked like. And then I got like really stoned and drunk and fell asleep at one point. So then when I woke up, I started recording again when it was almost done. So 
That's my boy Inspired One and his homie Raul. Uh, fuck, what, I forgot what he goes by. So it just took him one day? Well, like, yeah. Like, 12, like, it's like a full 24 hours. Or it's like 12 hours or something like that. It's pretty tight. I want to see the progression real quick. Oh, shit, that's already the video. Yeah, I'm telling you, because, like, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, just a a camera that can capture lower light. Yeah, and you well, look, look at the year, bro. You know, yeah, 2013. Yeah, so I didn't know shit about content. You know, <laughs> no, but any like even if you look at like high production value shit from this era. Like, it's all kind of similar, like, in terms of quality, you know? Yeah. Like, digital cameras sucked ass in those days. Like, go watch Petey Pablo or fucking Paul Wall music videos, and they're always all fucking just, like, little and bad quality and shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Fuck, yeah, dude. But, so, um, you, I do. I asked you before the podcast, and you said you wanted to talk about it on air. So, like, uh, what's your goal or your purpose? Like, what's the point of the podcast? Like, are you like, is this, do you want to eventually get like advertisers and try to like start getting paid for this shit? Or is this just like create a platform? Or are you trying to like, is this the, the you new, can, you the can, new fusion? What's you can topic? think of it as, uh trying to create a platform for sure yeah so uh as you know from doing things like redwood room like when you give people a place to be able to express themselves in longer format it kind of helps like everyone know that that's what's going on you know what i mean right like so it's a good way for us to communicate like and and make spread ideas faster so that we can think of better projects faster, you know? So, I don't know. It's a, And then also, um, the podcast, for me, I'm probably going to use it as a, as a way to have side projects as well, you know? And include different things. So, I'm also kind of interested in live streaming at live shows. Like at, uh, you know, the last time I tried it at Redwood Room. Right. But uh, we had a technical difficulty with the fucking Wi-Fi. But... Uh, so, yeah, I've been wanting to try it with that, but also, uh, you know, just as many ways. Yeah. But uh, um, so at Redwood Room, yeah, that live stream did not go well. <laughs> you know what? No, that's not the first time we tried live streaming something, yeah. and that first time didn't go well either. But they then they live streamed uh, for the last one, I think. For the last – for the – Oh really? For the battle? Uh, who was who was able to live stream no, on there? The, no, it wasn't the last one. Was it the last one? Yeah, and I know also La Clica Podcast also uh, had a live stream. Oh no, no, well, they right? just recorded. Oh, just recorded. Yeah, they, oh, okay, they released it later, yeah. or they never released yeah. it because it was really bad. Oh, for sure. It was just yeah. like 
picking up too much too much sound it, yeah and like the levels weren't right because like it was like loud in yeah the like yeah. if you have that many mics in one area it has it's to be like, dead quiet yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, and there wasn't like an engineer actively like, oh, no one, no, no one's using that mic, so let me just like turn it off, right? It's oh, like yeah. all the mics were just like up and hot, so it was like, yeah, yeah that's unfortunate because that I was mean, kind that of like show, cool was show yeah. yeah, it was cracking. These everybody was wasting, you know. That's that's mm. kind of the downside of doing shit at bars sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but a live stream of the event that would, would be something, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Like I want separate cameras, and I want to be able to kind of so by creating a platform like. When I go places, I offer services, you could say. Like, I take pictures. I can edit videos. I can DJ. I can do different things, right? So what I'm doing is I'm essentially, that would be, like, another side project, you know, coming off of that. I so, feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So that's how it all connects. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. got you. Yeah. So a little bit of a plan. Not Nothing too crazy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, I feel you. Well, man, however I can yeah. help, man, just let me know. But it would be nice to kind of, uh, you know, um, so some of the hope uh, I've had a, a guy talk about doing ayahuasca here in the previous episode. What? Yeah. And, and Who's that? Um, one of my homies who uh, moved up to SF as well, and I met him up there. Yeah. So we're both from Southeast LA. And then you moved. You both. But moved, we both moved up there. But not together. Not together. No. You both moved up separately. Yeah. yeah. And then found each and other. Found each other. That's there, pretty, yeah. dude. That's yeah. some universal shit right yeah. there. For real, right? Like, he just yes. came in the store. I was like, yo, what's up? And then, like, that was it. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're from the hood? <laughs> oh, like, you can smell him he out. He smelled <laughs> you. I was thinking you can smell <laughs> Oh, Southeast LA? <laughs> no, yeah, but, hey, it was crazy being up there for a little while, you know? Lots of uh, interesting experience, to say the least, you know? The city is fucking way different than down here. Dude, I pluses mean, and minuses, you know? I was up there for a couple of days, and, like, my biggest takeaway is, like, feel like they respect green space and art way more in sf i feel there's more green spaces and they're like kind of built like the city's built around green spaces that's yeah that's correct and yeah. i feel like there's more places for like street art and murals and shit and they're actually like respected and it's like i feel like i saw more art you know there's there. definitely a lot of that there's a high element for being able to do different things without it getting so much like resistance you know what i mean right so it allows for some weird at like san francisco was made by all the mom and pop shops like me who went up there to set up a shop you know how long were you there for um i was there for like four years and then i ran the shop for hot for two years yeah so yeah so you went up there you went up there without running the shop you were just working up there um yeah, or so you, or you I went out there. Shop. No, I went out there. Uh, I closed. I sold this shop, right? And I cashed out, and then um, I moved up there. And then instead of trying to do another shop, that that'd be too crazy, right? So like, I just came back from doing that. So I just worked at a few different bike shops and racked up my chips until I was able to open up another bike shop. Yeah, oh, yeah. so that's how that how yeah. So you've been like the bike mechanic has been like your trade. Like that's what's been paying this shit for sure. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. I had no idea, man. Yeah, I didn't know what you did, honestly. Yeah, so I'm owning bikes and riding bikes and fucking mountain biking, road biking, fixed gear riding. This is like I, that's my life. Like that's what I do, you know. Fucking um, mountain bike, downhill shit. We love that shit. My brother and I go out all the time. Yeah, so did hey. you put like the uh, tape on my handlebars? You know. What oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
I saw your shit in the in the in, my, <laughs> in, in your crib, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that must be Sneaky's bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah dude. That's not the one I'm gonna ride to San Diego though. My homie told me I need to buy a better bike to get to get down there. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but I'll ride. come to you yeah, to, yeah, where you could like hell yeah, dude. Point me in the right direction. Nah, if you want to borrow a bike, I have a sick ass bike for ride for for one ride. You can use it. Yeah, that shit would give me an SD. All carbon, everything. So it's super yeah. light. Damn. Yeah, race quality. But what if I like eat shit? <laughs> <laughs> hey that's a good know, question i don't want to fuck up your bike and then owe you owe you like three g's that's a good question because that sounds like a, an expensive no bike. i got another bike you could not just play <laughs> nah hey nah that's but for real I, I gotta start i gotta start training bro i gotta i gotta start training to do a hundred mile ride bro because that's when you, that shit when, by when are you trying to do it i mean i was trying to do it before i turned 31 but that's like not realistic anymore how old are you now 30 30 because that was like my, do that it. was like my 30th birthday you goal, can do it goal bro. like i went vegan i want to ride my bike and i want to run in a marathon but like i think i'm gonna give myself see running's months. hard i don't i fucking hate <laughs> running Running and jogging and uh, even walking, bro. I don't bro, even like walking. We didn't go to the moon because it was easy, bro. We went because it was hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'd rather, I'd rather fucking we rollerblade or like I'd rather be on wheels and shit, you know. But <laughs> it's a good segue question. Do we? Do I think we've been to the moon? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're one of those people. I feel like you're a skeptic. Like from what I see on Facebook, either you're a skeptic or you like to be a contrarian, or you just like to like point out like, oh yeah, no. the Amazon's burning. It's just but NASA it's, said it's not even that bad. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit of, of uh, a contrarian spirit for sure, and it, and it all is to learn how people react to the opposing view. That's my whole. That's my gain from it. Oh, so you know? you're being like a sociologist? Is exactly. <laughs> I drop it, right? And I'm like, hmm, now let's let's wait and see what we catch, you know? <laughs> so you're you're a troll. Uh to some element, you're a yeah, troll. To some degree. You and your friends are trolls. Troll. You and yeah. your friends are trolls. Yeah. Alex sure. is a troll too. <laughs> you just be trolling the same person all yeah. the time. <laughs> and you know, most people go on their whole lives not knowing that we were trolling them. It's pretty incredible. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, we've done so many trolls. Fuck the internet, bro. Good thing I never got on Twitter because it sounds like more bad news on there. I love Twitter, bro. Yeah. I feel like people are more real on Twitter. They, you like Twitter? They got porn on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like it's just a more real. It's like a... There's not as many people on it, but I feel it's like an accurate like representation. Like it's a good group. Like as if you were going to take like a like a test group or whatever, a sample size, you know, of oh, like yeah. what, what of a indicative of like, you, you get everybody on Twitter, you know, there's like every type of person on Twitter and shit. That, I guess that kind of makes sense. I've seen like groups for things that are like not suitable for work type shit, you know? And just because of that, just because they allow that, there's a whole, you know. And Twitter has like, like a lot of like movements happen on Twitter. Cause like the people that are on it are very like active, you know, it's like a very active platform. Like, I see, yeah, definitely more activity. If you look at Facebook now, it's fucking, that's just dry. You know what I mean? Like, Facebook is for it's, old people, it's basically. people now. sharing shit yeah. or trying to troll. Like, that's, a, that's all. Or like, you know, it's like yeah. you're either sharing some other shit that you saw <laughs> or you're trolling or, or you're connecting with, like, family or, like, I guess, like, a lot of my fucking college friends are on yeah, fucking yeah. Facebook or, like, that's how they reach me, you know? 
for like long distance. So you say Facebook has a function as a long distance connector. Yeah, or like like someone who like you want to be connected to, but you're not like you don't talk to every day. Because like I tweet every day, you know. So like if people are following me on Twitter, they're getting like they're hearing my thoughts constantly. Oh. I'm fucking communicate. I'm I'm adding them. You know, I'm commu- Like I'm I'm on Twitter like pretty active. You know. That's interesting. You, you, you do you use it more than any other platform? Nah, I think I use Instagram the most. Instagram, yeah. yeah. But I feel like every platform has its function, especially for us, right? So like Absolutely. Yeah. Facebook has events. You know, that's what I like about Facebook is I create the event page right there. Yeah, and that's a good way it. to look at it. Uh, every everyone has a different function, so right, right, right. that's what kind of makes them the difference, right, uh, in between the companies. So like, well, Facebook and Instagram are technically the same thing, right? But people use them differently. You exactly, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, Facebook, what they did there is fucking genius, bro. They figured out a way how like they could fucking um, make a new a new platform, right? So that the next generation that moves on will move on to their platform. So they, they right, secured they, their future. They bought right? the next yeah, hot yeah, thing. Yeah, they bought the next hot thing. So and they did that, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of a monopoly, you know? So imagine that. Because like, they own WhatsApp too. Yeah, they also own WhatsApp. Instagram, Facebook. It's like... Yeah. like now imagine they, if Facebook became Google and there was like a huge super merger of some sort like that. See, I that, feel like Google is their main competitor though right now. That's when I think because Google is trying has been trying to make a fucking social platform forever. Google that shit Plus. was bunk though, bro. <laughs> Nobody went on Google Plus. Useless. See now, Google's good for one thing though for their Google business. Because uh, so when you right, use Yelp yeah, and yeah. like Google Maps, yeah, 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 I have a Google account. You if know? you use Google Business, all of a sudden it becomes really useful. Now you can fucking. I need to get know. back on my LinkedIn game. Since I'm going back into acquisition mode, my LinkedIn is pretty impressive. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I never fucked with that one. Well, it's yeah. like, I think it's one of those things they push on college students because it's more like professional based, and you can yeah, find like yeah, you can yeah. talk to people inside of companies. It's like it shows. It's like more like where you work and like your network is like supposed to oh, be yeah, like your business. Yeah. Like I've done my fair share of investigating people and trying to know everything about them. And that sounded super <laughs> creepy. LinkedIn. <laughs> nah, sometimes you gotta keep tabs on motherfuckers, you know? See, so like, we don't want nobody lurking out of the shadow, like, striking when I'm not paying attention, you know what I mean? Damn, bro, you got enemies <laughs> like that? No, but. Because uh, I don't It's even happened. Have... <laughs> I'm a rapper, and I don't even have enemies like that. Nah, it's not like that. It's just, you know, it's precautionary. It's just all. Yeah, you got PTSD, bro, from the hood. That's that's what it is. That's all it is. Hey, it's a good skill to have. Sometimes you never know when it might come through, you know? I like how you just called PTSD a skill, you know? Hey, (laughs) I'm serious, (laughs) dude. Like, you got a different, you see things different. You have to fuck it, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, like, uh, so I, oh, shit, I got stuck. Um, There's a new podcaster coming to La Clica Network. And her father has a nonprofit that works with like getting autistic children into work. Oh, okay, yeah. And the way he did it is that like he rethought autism, you know? Because like usually, and I forgot the phrase he used. I'm really mad right now that I can't remember because it was, it's like so catchy and shit. But he's like, he's like, they're. It's like a skill. You know, they have like one skill, something that they're really good at. Like usually autism, like maybe you don't have the social thing, but then you're like super in tune at doing like math or 
you're good at like organizing so that's that's not just a myth that's a that actually happens so like so some people who have had down syndrome and these type of diseases have i don't know about proficient i don't know about skill. down syndrome i don't know about yeah. down syndrome i know about the, the about autism, autism yeah. spectrum okay. like because it's like there's a, like different levels of it and so there's times where like you're and i know this like on a third party like because my i have friends who work in the field and i i met this gentleman and then like um my nephew is possibly or for sure on the spectrum so like you know we've been kind of been kind of like absorbing information you know so it just what this man says is that usually at least with his organization and what they've been able to prove by being able to place autistic people and he calls them something skilled it's like they're uniquely skilled that's what he says they're not autistic they're uniquely skilled they have like one skill that they can do and so his organization places these uniquely skilled people with companies and the to, company to do that job to do a job for them like to do a task you know and the, they're they're more reliable because they don't usually get hired and then because they find it difficult like they go out of their way to like be on time like they show up to work you know and because of their unique ability of like not maybe having social skills but de- being able to just focus on the task like they actually do the task better you know than like a person who's like yeah, talking yeah. on their lunch break and like you know like like, like creating relationships with their coworkers. maybe they're not or they're on their phone all the time you know like so like it's just that's what i'm saying like uniquely skilled right it's just a different way to look at it so yeah your ptsd is actually like a, a, un- <laughs> a unique fucking like spider sense that keeps you like yeah that's probably one way to describe it for sure yeah it's like a fucking yeah. it's a it's a unique uh so yeah, like a, no, so it's like a sixth sense or something. It, it it definitely doesn't come from a good place. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's not, it's not something that you'd want someone else to have. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I see what you're saying. Because yeah, sometimes you know, being like that mindset for too long will cause you to like maybe get too stressed out. You know, from well, like yeah, I mean, tripping all the time. They've you know? definitely done studies of like you know cortisol levels and like just increased hormones like stress fucking body exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. health like physical health issues that come so the question is state. how do you lay back and chill and shoot someone when you have to <laughs> at the same time like how do you do both of those things together i think i think i gotta leave bro that like, <laughs> <laughs> i can't handle these questions right now i don't i don't know man I'm, I'm like i'm not really about the violence you know like i i i i i don't own a gun i've never shot a gun like no nah, i'm just messing around, i'm just bro. saying bro like this <laughs> podcast we're live right now people want to know sneaky I, I don't know bro i'm, I'm not gangster <laughs> sneaky's not a gangster everybody i'm not a gangster so I don't if own, you thought he was i don't get own, it at, get at your mind don't own guns <laughs> Never shot a gun. Are you against the Second like I, Amendment, kind of? No, or, not really. Not really? I mean, like, I know people that have guns. I know people that love guns. I know people that shoot guns. Like, I don't have no, I don't have, I don't have issues with them. Like, I used to have a... Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. I knew someone I knew someone who had an AK-47, you know, that they, like, bought separately and assembled just to have it. Like, they just wanted to have it. And they, you know, hmm. they go shoot it, like, in random places, fucking, you know, like, where it's allowed. And yeah, shit. that's only... that. I think that's the only way to be able to get a weapon like that is yeah. in part in pieces in yeah. pieces yeah, and then yeah. they put it they put it together mm. they know how to clean it like you know they're like they're fucking responsible gun owners or whatever and like yeah, yeah i have no issue with that shit i mean like i kind of wish 
in today's day and age, like I kind of wish I did have some kind of know-how of a gun, like at least to like, what yeah, if I, yeah. if I came across one, like if I could like unload it, take it apart, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, or like maybe it's good knowledge some, to know even just in, because it's reality. Yeah. And yeah. some post, like in some event, you know, like where something's going down and like, there's a chance that's that I can get a gun and do something, but I don't have that skill, so I can't, you know, or like See, that's why that's the reason why I do have firearms because mostly for that reason. Right. Only to be used for emergency purposes. Right. In case everything goes to shit. And if you have if you're tri- always tripped out like me, then you know, you're, you're always, always thinking, thinking everything's gonna be <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So then but maybe that's yeah. a good reason for you not to have a gun cuz you're <laughs> tripping out. Too. Oh, see. Oh. <laughs> No, but even like on a more like fucking spiritual, practical, fucking like human thing, like to be able to hunt, you know, and like like I don't I don't eat meat anymore. You know, like guns are useless for hunting, bro. Really, straight up, like they're fucking whack. Like th- just get a bow. I also shoot bows, and like if you're gonna get a nice compound bow with a nice fucking set of arrows, you could keep shooting, and you're never gonna run out of ammo. You know what I mean? But if you get if you take a gun. To the, the end of the world, right? You got a gun, and you're not gonna hunt with that shit. No, I you meant got like, like ten shots. I didn't mean end of the world. I meant like hunt, like uh, like like the way fucking Joe Rogan does it. You know, hunt, go get some food, like, and then fucking pack out the meat, whatever, all that, like that whole experience. Like, oh, that is kind of a dope experience. When I went yeah. to when I before I went vegan, I always thought like, yo, it'd be cool if I could just hunt for meat, and then I wouldn't have to like contribute to. The fucking like if we think of like a redistribution plan for like the way we do shit, right? Like right now we take all our fucking nutrients from all these farms, right? That are just producing, mass producing these crops and shit that have like not a lot of nutrient value, you know? Right, right, right. And then we're using that shit to feed the cows and then the cows eat that shit and then now they are like fucking abnormal and fat and shit yeah, right yeah, yeah definitely and then we eat that shit so in the end like this whole process we it should be rethunk you know what i mean like yeah, we need for to sure. we go back there and figure out like hey like is there a more efficient way to spread out land because the way that the farming is going right now is not good what if instead everybody was in a designated area and that designated area was distributed by population so there would be no such thing as overpopulation, right? You just spread it out thinner. And then people will farm more, right? And take more rainwater, set up solar farms. Yeah, people but, will do but more things like you, this. How do you get – you have to get the economy to move, though, with – like you can't just spread the people out. How are those people going to, like, live? Oh, of and, course yeah. not, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big problem. Like you can't, See, just, get, like, you can't just tell people, like, hey, people that you're in L.A. now, like, we're going to move you out to Wisconsin, you know, like, because there's more space out there. <laughs> They're like, nah. <laughs> Take I, your fucking bro. L.A. media, Hollywood, entertainment jobs and, like, go do that shit in Wisconsin. Make Wisconsin crack like that. <laughs> hey, that's like stealing like good promoters. <laughs> Bye. We're gonna make a trade. Uh, Wisconsin's gonna be the new Hollywood. <laughs> damn. How long did have you ever done Hollywood stuff? No. Like out here? No? Like no. any Hollywood, other, like, like like Hollywood like what? Like in in the Hollywood area, like on the strip or any of the clubs there or anything like that, like in your DJ days? In my DJ days, definitely not. No, no, no nothing I can remember. So you played mostly in the hang band out. there. Played in a band. Oh, there, in a band. Yeah, yeah. I did the key club. Sick. I think what else did we do? 
Yeah, I think I did the key club. That was about it. That's tight, bro. Band, when I was in a band, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like Honestly, and- dude, I feel like Hollywood, and I read an article, so maybe that's like recently, like, well, I guess a while back now, but I read an article that kind of like made me, f- I kind of felt like when I read it, I was like, oh, maybe that's why I never got into Hollywood, because like Hollywood is not like what it is, used to be anymore, you know? Nah, dude, it's definitely not. Like it changed. It used to be like this big counterculture area where like everything was like yeah. edgy, and I guess and you can like anybody could go there and fit in. It was affordable, and like you know, like Holly Weird, right? Like people walking around, like you know, famous people, like many with normal people, and everybody like kind of dressed however the fuck they wanted, and you can get into, you can go walk around, and get into anything. And it seems like yeah, it's not dude. like that anymore, you know. And There's I feel plenty like, of places that were cracking like that. That you know that does happen to for yeah. Sure. Now it's yeah. like everybody has a dress code and like yeah, it's yeah. all like club top forty shit. You know, bottle service, yeah, cover charge, super that, yeah, exclusive. Uh, all this like, shit from from the like uh, West Hollywood area because that's what had all of the nightclubs and shit. It kind of moved up over time into Hollywood, and it just took over that shit. You know, and then of course everybody who who was there like Holly Weird, like you said, like they. Not gonna probably they're gonna get outspaced, you know, or outpriced. I should well, say. And then they moved to like Echo Park and Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> now Echo they're Park became they're pushing hit. that shit yeah, over to the side. And then they're gonna come to Bow Heights, and like yeah. that's why we're in Selafu. Like we're already here. This is where yeah. we. They don't know it yet, but they're gonna all want to be here. That's why we gotta we gotta be that community that like yeah. builds up the walls and like makes the bond strong. And like, it's so really you're try, you're preparing for what you think might be like a takeover of the city and like a change. Dude, gentrification is not going to stop, bro. It's not going to stop. You think it's going to spread all the way out it's to gonna the South spread. Park? It's going to spread. Yeah, fool. Like it's already happening. They built a fucking, they built a gym out of the Warner Theater on Pacific. It's like a, a big gym. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. Trump supporting gym. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's like, who's that for? That's not for the people that are here, bro. Like, who were who? Like, the Latin, the, the the Latino community that surrounds that area is like, you know, not the healthiest, not the most health conscious. Like, like not don't really have the expendable income, you know, to have gym memberships. Like, I'm pretty sure people use it from the community for sure. I'm not saying it's like, like no one goes there. But Dude, I'm saying, I can like, tell you that gym is made. That gym got there because they're thinking like five years from now, ten yeah, years from yeah, now, yeah. this is gonna be filled with like well, for sure. hip, it's the beginning, conscious, it's the like beginning, yeah. And then from there it kicks off, and then it's just uh, you know, and and then once they, they do come in, then obviously it's, like it's said, a game of like you want to get set up before. It's so like you said, comes. the investors, right? Yeah. Like who's investing in these communities? Like who's who's uh, like Pacific is like a lot of those places are boarded up. You know, like they're yeah, like, a lot yeah. of the businesses are like leaving. They can't afford to be there anymore. They're not. They're not cracking. You know. So who's gonna come in and take all these places? You know. That's exactly right. It should be young people with new us. projects. It should be us yeah. taking. That's like, who it should be. But I like, should be able to have prime real estate in that area and run a bike shop if I wanted to. Right. 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 Yeah. But at this day and age, it's, it's fucking su- nearly it's impossible. Super expensive. Like, like unless yeah. you have some kind of investor backing yeah. you, like there's no, or, or you save up massive amounts of income but then how do you live in this city at this and then still be you know it's just like yeah, it's ridiculous it's bro. Just, so it's, it's already happening bro like it's yeah. already happening like people like like it started in venice beach you know what i mean like that's yeah. it started yeah. in venice and now it's all the way down all it's way all the way down. way down to echo park like 
Dude, I'll, I'll give defend, you defend Boyle Heights. You know they're already dude, fighting it in Boyle Heights. Like it's, gonna, it's just gonna the wave is gonna come, bro. So I'm gonna we gotta give like, you a secret, bro. An insider secret, bro. Why do you think everybody goes to Bakersfield and Riverside and Moreno Valley and they move it's out the San Bernardino yeah, it's because it's out. it's cheaper out there? So everybody like the wave is coming, pushing people. But I, then you know I, what's I gonna almost, happen? I almost don't want to say it's a wave. I almost want to see it like an organism, like. Like, uh, San Francisco, is it's the exact same shit. Like, the city is completely gentrified. And you got the people that were in the outside areas, like the Mission District and the Hunters Point, and, like, the, the, the areas that are the ghetto now are just getting flipped, you know? Like, completely flipped. Like, uh, the Mission Street is, like, the most popular place in the spot. It has clubs everywhere. Everybody goes there. And the rent skyrocketed so high, literally no one could live there anymore. Like, gone. Like that, gone. You know what I mean? So I have seen the effects of fucking what it can do to a small business in like strips like that, you know? But that's, in my opinion, I see that as like, you know, a weakness in our part to not be able to defend that. You know? Well, that's what and, I'm saying. That's why, like, that's why we got to dig in now, right? Like, exactly. That's yeah. why I want the Redwood Room to keep cracking because if they close, and who's going to come and buy that and yeah. open that bar? And what's going to be their policy about hip-hop and fucking weed heads and, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like you know, like, what's going to be that's there? A good, that's a good point. Cause, like, there's yeah. no cover charge, you know? Yeah. Their their policy is they'll never, you'll never have to pay to be in this bar, right? Like, it's, who's going to, you know, like, what, what would that space become? Like, who's going to take it over? What's their bottom line going to be? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If they're going to invest like all this money to renovate it and do all the cool shit that we would want them to do. Are they they going to are they then going to turn around and let us just like use it, or is it going to cost us? You know, like so. Yeah, it can turn into it could just be gone too. Like yeah, yeah, so, it yeah could and just then, be turned to something else. And then there's no fucking space for us, right? Yeah. So I want them to crack. Like I I, I want to start getting more involved with like like the city council and like the or like people who write the ordinances, you know, and start building relationships so that like. Maybe we can work on some kind of rent control. Maybe they can. Maybe we can find ways, like work with the city to get grants to like for us to be able to occupy these spaces in the city and pay rent and like do creative, artistic things for the community and for the youth and like use all our skills and pass them on. You know, in yeah, a, a sustainable way. That's the one of the biggest gates is being able to redistribute the information to the younger generation. You know, like people around here, they just don't do that shit. You know, like they just don't care about what's happening to the the next generation or they don't know yeah or because they don't they're not involved enough themselves because they feel like all right we set you up now you got to go figure it out so they never you know they were never involved with politics so how are they going to tell you hey go be involved with politics you know it's like gets back to that whole voting shit right like i have someone in my family who didn't vote she's over here talking shit and i'm like what about if you can't vote like if you're an immigrant yeah well i think that i think that is even more reason for us who do have votes to do something with it because there's a lot of people here who don't have that power and they're also being affected by our lack of engagement in the system. Right. Because like I said, bro, I don't think Hillary would have had fucking ICE raids and mass deportations. Well, and did like, you know actually that there were more raids from from ICE in Obama's administration then he, then Trump is like halfway through his numbers the whole time, yeah, every month. 
So like they have a tally of like when they when he became president, and then the same thing for Trump, and 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 every tally Obama wins pretty much most of those arguments, like especially the ones about violence too, like bombing people in Afghanistan and shit like that. Obama had that shit unlocked. But what about the rise of white supremacy and terrorist attacks against minorities and shootings that are like linked to direct quotes? from the president using the same rhetoric, the same language that comes from the Oval Office, or like like targeting. You ever yeah, see yeah. you ever see a lawsuit that was won by immigrant workers for like wages and sexual harassment and then they all get deported by in one day by ICE? Like that's like like people like the sh- the shit at the border with the 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 children in cages and like the yeah. separation of families and like detention centers and people being scared and like fucking being taken like I don't know I just feel like the way maybe maybe we're seeing it more maybe there's no difference between what Obama and Trump's doing we're just seeing it more but I I feel like I feel like there's no empathy or compassion coming from the Oval Office and I feel like Again, this is hypothetical. I just feel like had someone else been president, we'd totally be living in a different alternate universe right now, and a lot of this shit wouldn't be happening, you know? And I see I feel what like, you're saying. Yeah. And I feel like we, who had the vote, had a chance to make that happen, and those of us who didn't vote kind of fucked up for the rest of the people who don't even have the chance to vote, and now they're being fucked by what we didn't like take control of our own democracy you know yeah yeah so you consider it as a like holding some kind of responsibility it's a duty bro being a citizen is a duty like it's a duty like yeah you're born to it and it's something people take for granted but it's a civic duty like that's why you go to jury duty that's why you pay taxes i don't go to jury duty (laughs) yeah they come after you bro because it's a duty like no they don't you just have to tell them an excuse forever you never go (laughs) anyway the point is the point is it's like being a citizen is a duty you know yeah i see what you're saying we have responsibilities like it's our responsibility to be informed and educated and engaged it's our responsibility to like go out and knock on doors and like try to fucking like you know have have conversation with our with most people who i would say that the majority of people who don't vote are probably same as the majority of people who do vote just doing it for no particular reason, you know, they just like picked one off of the TV and said, "I'm gonna vote for that guy." You know, like people voted for Obama because he was black. You know what I mean? Right. People voted for Trump because, because he, was, he white. was white. Yeah. Like, so if you can elect your skin color into office, if you can be racist on paper, right, and like cast a vote, then I mean, you know, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of that has to do with representation, right? When someone looks like you. You feel like they might have had a similar experience as you. You feel like they can understand you or like that they they actually value you as a person because they fucking look like you and they grew up with the same prejudices. And obviously it's not you can't generalize people aren't the same. Yeah, there's black yeah. there's black rich people who fucking are well off and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um I feel like greed and selfishness and all that shit runs in whatever color you, know, you are, you know what I mean? That shit's know, not that. Was, <laughs> it was really trippy for, like, for me particularly to, like, growing up, like, the way that I did. Like, I'm a, I'm the son of immigrants from Mexico, first generation, right? And I, and I grew up with all the stereotypical things, like the no father and, like, all these things, right? So 
when you when you like i have a back story that i could just bring up and be like yo like these are the reasons why i believe oppression exists and like all these different like ideologies you could say right um i would look at those things and i would be like not as phased by them you know what i mean so when i hear like uh when i hear like comparisons of people who are suffering versus other people who are also suffering right like you can compare like people do it all the time right they're always comparing yeah, the, the suffering the oppression olympics is what they call it yeah, yeah. yeah. so I kind of want to stay away from most of those things, right? And I want to have a centrist view, right? Right. But every time I take that narrow road, right? And, like, for example, if I decide not to vote, it it isn't for 95% of the time that people vote, which is because of someone's skin color or because they're de- Democrat or Republican. Like, they're not informed. Like, they're just... They're kind of like gambling, you know? They're just placing bets on whoever they think is going to win type shit. Like, right. Yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. Like, But I mean, at it. some point, it's like, yeah, that's that's a cool pessimistic view of people. But like, I have a lot of people in my circle that are super informed, you know? And they fucking go out of their way to create cheat sheets for people. And they, they organize fucking meetings where they could talk about yeah. politics and go over bills. Like, so like, these people are out there. There are people that are informed that are making good decisions, you know? And I like, again... It's. I feel like it's your responsibility, as a citizen, right? To so do that's that. Why, that's to go, why, but but like, it's I don't, definitely us, every individual's responsibility. But I'm not even talking to, shit because like I don't even always do it, you know. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people have more important shit to worry about, that's like higher priority, and they don't have the time or the patience or they, you know, the language is tricky, whatever. Right? There's all yeah, kinds yeah. of barriers, and like it should be easier. Like it should be should be more straightforward. But like at some point, like. It's up to us, you know, to take to take to take action, to take roles, to like try to become put get into these positions where like then your opinion actually matters, you know, where you could actually say something and then something happens because of it, you know. Yeah, a lot of stuff gets said, but not a lot of stuff gets done. You know what I mean? People so say like, shit all the time, but does it get done? You know. That's why I'm following through, man. Yeah. Like I said, I was gonna start a business. I said I was gonna like live off this shit. I said I was gonna try to bring, you know experiences of southeast la and and change the um the view of it and like change like make people want to party in their own cities you know make people want to like go to events and um and celebrate culture and celebrate life and like because it's like it's not all just bar shit like i do stuff at border x and it's like family yeah is that a new bar there border x it's a new brewery that just opened up in bell it's a latino owned they originated in um yeah, if you go to my Instagram, I got yeah. some videos up there. Um, originated in Barrio Logan, San Diego, California. And they just opened up their second location here in the southeast. And again, like Latino-inspired fucking, they just put out a beer that's like locally grown strawberries. That's sour. on uh, Sneaky Entertainment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, and they we do things like during the day, you know, festival type, all like all ages, family. Uh, no, I would go down, go down to my feet. Yeah, so Tetris, like they bring in local artists, go down, go down, go down. So right there, that middle one, that was the, uh, no, below it. Down, that one, that's the grand opening. They got some mastic dancers. I booked them. Are they from Plaza Mexico? No. No? They're from Southgate. Oh, okay.
have inside a bar. It's not a bar, bro. It's a brewery. Oh, like, well, yeah, brewery. It's like, yeah. it's like more like a tasting room. It's like it's supposed to be cultural. Like they have art up, you know. They have it's like it's like a, it's like a it's like a gallery. It's like a place where you can drink, you can you can, you can dance, you know. Let loose the taps. People really need this shit too, you know what I mean? I mean, have you ever seen a, a room that big in Bell, you know? Dude, people need that shit. And if you go to uh, go to uh, another video up, which one is it? No, down? Hold on, I'm trying to think of which one it is. Um, that's the Stella Arts Fest one. Go higher, 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 higher. Fuck, I, did I... Hmm. I might have archived it. Cool, cool. Anyway, like, there's, like... uh, there, I had made, like, a recap of the last 12 months. Oh, you know what? It might be that one, actually, with the, just my logo. This? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So see, like, it's not just about drinking and partying, but it's also, like, community. It's art. It's, like, bringing people together. It's, like, you know, youth. It's, like, trying to connect. Like, that specific boulevard right there, you know, community stuff. Like, that was a closed street events. I've done, like, high schools. You know, like, this was at Border X for their summer kickoff event. You know, children, water guns, like, comedians, vendors. That's the teacher strike. You know, this is some shit that I got fl- uh, I've got, I've got flown out to do, you know? So that's the summer sessions. This was like a graduation Is that, is party. that their first bar that, that they opened? And that, is that their first location ever? No, no, no. That's their second location. They originated in San Diego. Oh, okay. Logan, yeah, so yeah. they started there. It's their second location. And they're they're trying to open like three or four more. So that's like their that's their business plan. Yeah, shout them out. We'll tag them on there. Yeah, um, Border X. Uh, at Border X Bell, you know? Oh yeah. So that's just like what the whole movement's about, you know, creating experiences, making the community stronger, getting people to take pride and being able to hopefully pass on knowledge and education and like give people another road of how to get involved and like, you know, make change in themselves, their Hell lives, yeah. their community. That's tight, bro. Like we got people working on nonprofit stuff, you know, like trying to figure out how to like get funding and grants so that people could live off their art. We got other folks, you know, I got a homegirl who's actually city council vice mayor of Cudahy, you know, like young Latina, you know what I mean? So like I'm telling you, like that next generation that's growing up and all this turmoil, they're the ones that are going to like be able to really flip the, the shit yeah, later, you know? And we've been going on for quite a while now. But <laughs> What's the time? Like two hours? Uh, but uh, I was going to ask you one more question. I was going to ask um, if you were... Fuck, I'm so high I forgot what question I was going to ask you. <laughs> My bad. Jesus Christ. I smoked that rapper weed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, watch out. Hey, put it put on the cameras. Nah, just... it's cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Well, hey, man, it was nice having you on this podcast, bro. Like, it's honestly, um, you know, going to further more solidify more projects in the future and things like that, hopefully, you know, and maybe try and make a... Uh, uh, a stronger like body you know for for the area you know what i mean yeah, yeah i mean the 
I mean, at some point, like, it's all about collaboration and coming together because no one's going to be able to do it by themselves, you know? You got to put together a team. You got to have... Yeah, Everybody sure, has to, man. like, contribute and be able to, like, bring something unique to the table and have the ideas, you know? And, like, that's why I appreciate you, man. Like, you DJ, you take you take video, you take photos. Like, you know, I, I could trust you to be on point with the music and the vibes, you know, to read the crowd, you know? So... Like, yeah, I think it really is, always uh, coming through and shit, you, you know? know. I'm sure there's a bunch of other people out there too, you know, getting their house along, doing other particular things, you know. Yeah, that, and that, if y'all yeah. ever want to connect, man, I'm telling you, like, I like to work with people, I like to help people. Like, if I can get you on an event, if you're a vendor or an artist, or even if you know you want help promoting your business, you need a DJ or like try to like get some flyers out, can print you flyers, can get you street teams like I, i'm connected to so many people they're doing so many incredible things photography music you everything you know fucking if you, need, you, right you need shirts you need stickers whatever you need dude my motto is dj mc anything you need those are like my hashtags so that's what's up bro whatever like if you're if you're a hustler and you want to work fucking i'll find a way to make us work man there you go ladies and gentlemen the man sneaky <laughs> the one and only Appreciate you, brother. Man, I'm thinking we're going to sign off now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> yeah. This is-